Globies, you're welcome. We you're, found you the funkster. Yeah, you're probably wondering what the fuck did those guys just open with? But like, what do you expect us to open with? Roadhouse Blues by the fucking Doors? Fuck that. That's what yeah. pedestrian podcasts do. We got the funkster, a great Texan, a great American. Damn right, Terrence. Terry Funk. Juvenile delinquent. Juvenile delinquent. At the age of 40 40 something. Yeah, because, well, here's the thing. Terry Funk, a real man's man, he was such a huge hit. He was a a god in Japan. Yeah. So, and which is very hard to do as a guy, Jin. Right. Even Hulk Hogan, at the whole height of Hulkamania, was a villain in Japan. Right. So to be a good guy in Japan and be white is a pretty big deal. So he was such a big deal that they were like, we have to cut a fucking record. Like, we got to get this out here. So many wrestlers in the 80s, too, had fucking some kind of song. Yeah, well, he has a whole album yeah. called Great American or Great Texan, I think. Interesting. And I, I, this is the funny thing because I'm sure at the time you're like, this is never going to get out of Japan. Like, I'll, of course I'll do it. Whatever. Like, yeah. you give me 20 grand, whatever they gave him. He probably was thought it was pretty cool. Pretty well, I mean, idea. yeah. I mean, when you listen to it, you can... T- Definitely tell Terry was influenced by what was going on in the hardcore punk scene at the time. Yes. Because of the, that that feeling of urgency and desperation in his voice <laughs> when he's like singing about liking to being a juvenile delinquent and being yes. out of control. Right, of course. All of 40 years old while he's doing it. Right. So if you like that, I recommend Barbara Streisand's Nose by Terry Funk. That's a B-side of Ooh, We Like to Rock. Okay. We Like to Roll. Good to know. Griff, you told me you watched a movie. Yeah. I watched it in a movie, too, but I'm not going to talk about it. Oh. I already told you about it. Oh, yes, of course. They, you got to save that for yeah. a future episode, it sounds yeah. like. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah of course, uh, you know, before we get into Roadhouse, we've got to talk about a few other things. Murray wants to talk about some of his favorite wimpy action stars. No, they're not my favorite. That's the problem. Yeah, they well, are we're going to talk up we're going to talk about tough guys and the worst fake tough guys. But And then that. eventually we're going to have to get to this is Murray's baby uh, inaugural episode or inaugural uh, viewing of Yeah, it was a Roadhouse Virgin. Yeah, not inaugural. You're just the Roadhouse Virgin. So that'll be really fun to dive into. Cause you, uh, you know how much I love 
on the verge in 90s action movies. So. Yes, 89. Yeah. All right. So I did go ahead and I did try watching a certain Godzilla movie. Try? Shit. You didn't finish it? I did finish it. Okay. It took three viewings because okay. why are we making two-hour Godzilla movies? I have no fucking idea. Um, I don't remember the last one with Cranston in it. I thought I felt like I that think one. Th- was, I think those were two hours. Yeah, I feel like they're two yeah. hours. And again, they try to do emotional human interact. I don't give a shit. Yeah, make it ninety movies, ninety minutes. 90 make it movies. less, like the one we did. That was like eighty minutes. I or think. do that. Give us some cool fucking CGI. Give us some cool fucking you know uh, practical effects and all that shit. Get in, get out, have a good day. But with hey. all that said. It was. Are you gonna tell people which Godzilla movie? You oh saw? yeah, Shin Godzilla. Okay. It's, that's how forgettable it is. But yeah, no. I've heard great things about it. I've had it on DVD for like two or three years. I just never got around to watching it. Right. I will watch it eventually. Like I, I was like, okay, that was, that was okay. That was very okay. That was very okay. Like I would, if somebody was into Godzilla, I'd say, if why? You what is spend, what does Shin Godzilla mean? I think Shin just means new. Okay. So it's just new Godzilla, I think. Okay. Uh, so. You got any weebs out there? Let us know. Yeah. So it's just it's just very okay. Uh, no. two hours too long. The Godzilla stuff because the whole thing of the movie is that it evolves. Yeah, it's a very monstrous looking Godzilla. Yeah, and I thought some of the no googly eyes, no cookie monster Godzilla like we. No, saw. there is. Oh, there is. Yeah, his first evolution has crazy fucking eyes. Oh, it was okay. great. Uh, but it actually like hit me when the. Uh, early version. Kind of a Cronenberg takes on Godzilla, very body horror. It was a little body horror at the beginning, okay. and I liked that. But then you just get into all the human shit, and I was like, I just don't care about the human politics. Man, who cares about Japan? This is why I don't give a fuck. I mean, when, when America gets involved, because America gets involved, they're like, they we do. need help. We don't have the arms uh, to deal with this monster. Right. And they're like, oh, call up the Americans, and America immediately is like, nuke it! We'll nuke it. We got the nukes on our way. Don't even. We, we've been circling you guys for the last 80 years waiting for you to Pearl Harbor us again. We're ready to drop nukes on this Godzilla. And so, you know, they have to figure out, do we actually want them to drop a nuke on Godzilla? So America's role in this, pretty funny. Because unlike Terry Funk, we were despised. Yeah. Because, of course, well, our solution is nuke it. Yeah. Hurricanes, nuke it. Did... Was there any explanation? What was the genesis of Godzilla? I, I thought a nuclear warhead would cause Godzilla. It, that's what they're saying it was. Okay. It was still the nuclear still fallout from fucking Nagasaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still like playing. It's my Nagasaki. Nagasaki. The Nagasaki cockblock. Yeah. Going back a long time ago for that one. First Kojak episode. First Kojak. That's why you need to listen to the tippy taps, you motherfuckers. That's right. But anyways, Murray, we got to get into your least favorite action star. No, no, not my least oh favorite. Oh my god, where are they at? They're lukewarm for you. <sighs> no, this is this is, this is you're, you're not understanding the pr- the principle <laughs> of the matter. There's nothing I hate more than a f- fake tough guy. And I know everyone's thinking, oh, man, Tim, you got issues. You, you're toxically masculine. Fuck you, first of all. You don't know what I've been through. Secondly, I don't give a shit about tough guys. I don't like fake tough guys, guys who are not tough at all but pretend to be tough. You know, thinking Seagal, perfect example. Okay, yeah. So, there's, you know, there's certain – like Griff, he's not tough at all. But this doesn't try to be tough. Griff is Griff. And that's why sure. we're cool. There's no issues. But if he was like trying to flex on me, I'd be like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> and then people wonder why, like, 
why, do you really hate Robert Ginty? And I go, yes, I do really hate Robert Ginty oh, because God. he's given me the epitome of a fake tough guy. There's nothing – I could never believe him. No. When I first saw him in that Exterminator movie, I was like, who the – I was offended by how like fake tough he was because there's nothing believable about it. Yeah, the most believable character we've ever seen him portray is when he was a sister fucker. He was into incest. Yeah, that makes sense, but not – like. He's one of those guys who thinks because he has like a New York accent, he's tough. You yeah. know, you know those guys like white fire everybody. If you want to yeah. dive into that one, so I mean, there's, I don't look, I don't know if these actors are tough in real life, but at least they can, you know, portray toughness. I can believe it. You okay. Know? I'm, and the people I'm going to list off are people that are either dead or old as shit right now. Because I don't know, there's something to see. It has nothing to do with muscles. It has nothing to do with martial arts, fighting technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an aura. It's a vibe. It's an intensity. Yeah. That certain people have, and some people don't. So like I'm thinking, like I look at Charles Bronson. That guy looks like he's been in fights in his life. Sure. I believe it. Yeah. I believe Telly Savalas. I believe fucking Lee Marvin. I believe Lee Van Cleef. I, I believe Kurt Russell. But then there are these people that I'm like, what? Like, I just, like, who, who cast the, why? Because there used to, in the 70s, there was this push to get really, like, wimpy guys. Like, Elliot Gould was pushed as, like, a tough guy. And, like, George Siegel and, like, Ryan O'Neill. Yeah, I don't. And, None of these, and they should. I mean, to me, the epitome of this limpic energy is Richard Gere. Oh no, I know that one. He's totally like he—he's good at playing like brooding crybabies. But oh, yeah. like whenever he's like a tough guy, I'm like, are you kidding me, Richard Gere? Only one person's scared. Richard Gere gerbils, man. It's like no. If we're talking fake tough guys, here's one for you. I wonder how this rates on your scale. Uh, I liked him in one movie as kind of a weird character, and then never again. He's been in various action movies. Brad Pitt. Yeah, I would agree. He's a fake tough guy. I, w I would not be intimidated. He's by got Brad a body. Pitt. We yeah. saw. I saw the picture of him at sixty. Or I don't whatever. think that's the thing. You know, like when I was saying tough guys, they were like old guys, like because nobody's tough anymore. Like that's why we have to farm out our action guys to Australia now because there's no tough like America. Like you think like Ryan Gosling, is he tough? Oh, Ryan fuck. Reynolds. Anybody in Ryan tough? You no. got the fucking guy from the office, Josh Krasinski to be Jack. Yes. Ryan? What the fuck are you doing? Exactly. They just no. They don't radiate any kind of like intimidating. We're getting the scale. We're putting the scale on everybody's yeah. mind now. So let's throw another name in there that everyone recognizes. Okay. Denny's favorite. Jason Statham. No, this is the tragedy of Jason Statham. He has potential. Yeah. As we were talking about it. Like, I didn't, I don't hate Jason Statham. I hated that fucking uh, mechanic. mechanic movie because it totally missed, dropped, missed the boat on what mechanic's about. But he is, he's a, he's a tough guy waiting for a good movie to yeah. happen. He needs to get better at like representation or agents because right. I, he's got the grasp. He's got. He looks like he's like a tough guy. Right. No, he's 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 wasted potential. He definitely got ruined in the mechanic because yeah. the team that was doing that movie completely missed the subject. I feel like Staten went in there and said, "Oh, I'm gonna be this quiet, cool, murderous, calm." He's a cooler. Of right. the assassin world. Right. And instead, we got a complete fucking psychopath. And I don't think it's all their fault either because we don't have tough... Like, every action movie now superheroes. Superheroes aren't tough. Keanu Reeves, that's another one. Yeah, he's not way, tough at all. Way, way, way down on that no. list. No, and, I, and I'm, say, I'm not even going to say, like, I don't... 
I don't hate these guys. No. I don't. I, I'm, I'm Switzerland on Keanu Reeves. I don't get why people love him, but I don't hate him either. In the age of we want our actors to somehow existed as a star and never have done anything that the internet sees wrong, Keanu somehow falls into that category. Like, yeah. no one can find any bad and shit. And you know there's past. tons of people sharpening their knives waiting for something. Yeah, there could be. I mean, that's the age we live in. But yeah, I mean, like, like Sean Connery, badass. Roger Moore, not badass. No, very boring. That yeah. was like one of my original bonds, aside from Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, well, yeah. Another, another one. one. Pierce Brosnan, badass? No. No. Seems like a nice guy, though. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't like. Well, here's the thing, and it brings me to our movie. I never bought Patrick Swayze as a tough guy. You see, I'm, from all I've heard of him, he's like a Keanu Reeves type. He's a great guy. Yeah, I have nothing against the guy. I'm not going to be like fuck him. I just and I don't. I actually don't think he wanted to do action movies because he rarely did them. I think he got pushed into that world because like your agent's like, come on, you got to do action movies, Patrick. You got because you know, he'd rather do shit like Ghost or some shit. Do you have more names you want to throw into the pile here, or are we gonna start getting uh, into some? You know, I think theory? people, I think people get what I'm going for when I say that. Okay. Al Pacino's another guy. Like, I was gonna put up Al Pacino there. Here, here, yeah, well, well, I mean, I like Al Pacino, but so do I don't, I. I don't buy him as like a badass because <laughs> oh. this is gonna get me. No pun intended. This is gonna get me a lot of heat. I think Heat is one of the most overrated fucking movies of all time. Okay. Because and it made me, I, I, it, it took me out of it because he's supposed to be this Al Pacino, all five foot two of him. It's yeah. supposed to be this badass. He he bitch slaps Henry Rollins in the fucking movie. He like this punks out Henry Rollins, baby Henry Rollins. Yeah, Henry Rollins. I mean, I don't think he's like six foot or anything, but he's no, a he's big not. Dude. He's my size. Yeah. yeah, he's a big fucking dude. Yeah, because he's been working out since he was like. 15. Well, anyone's bigger than a fucking Al Pacino. <laughs> You're fucking a monster over Al Pacino. Goddamn right, I fucked that guy. So up. like, yeah, I just so I took me out of the fucking movie and like I'm like I don't. No, I can't. Because there, that was, there was a big fucking deal when that came out because it was like for the first time De Niro and Pacino in a movie together where they where right. they're together. Okay. Because they were in Godfather Two, but he played opposing uh, yeah, families he, and everything. Oh no, he played oh. Don Corleone as, as a young man, so oh, they were like different oh. times. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I was just like, I just maybe I got to watch it again. It's been like twenty years since I've seen it, but I was just like. I hear people rave about it. I'm like, what? Like, it, I didn't. That's a two-hour one, though, isn't it? Oh, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I've never seen it, so that could be a fun one if we ever <laughs> want to go fishing for a big name there. Right. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we probably... Oh, here's another one I never fucking got as a bit. Steve McQueen. Oh, uh, was, been... was he Flash? Flash Gordon? No, no, no. He was... Uh, Bullet is his big movie. He okay. was in a lot... He was in uh, Magnificent Seven, I believe, and a lot of movies in, like, 60s and 70s. See, but, okay. You know, another badass? Bruce Lee's a badass. Bruce Lee? Of course he is. Who... But, like, yeah, I never... I Like, Steve McQueen is tough. First of all, and I want to tell everybody, Bullet is not the best fucking... Uh, McQueen? Not, it's not the best uh, chase scene. They, oh. Everyone goes down. But it's fucking Road Warrior is way better than yeah. Road Warrior. People are actually getting killed in Road in the Road Warrior. But yeah, just there's just certain people. I don't get it. But good one with Brad Pitt. I, I actually I, I like Brad Pitt. I yeah. love him in the Quentin Tarantino movies. He's great yeah. in those. Yeah, no, he's fucking fantastic yeah. in a lot of movies. But he was just in an action movie recently, Bullet Train. Yeah, talking bullets. Uh, and it looked fucking awful. And it was two hours. Yeah. And everything I hate about an action movie. I right saw, fucking there. there was a time where what I saw club. that preview in every fucking movie I, 
I was seeing at the time. Like, yeah. it, and I so I because only five movies go to the theater uh, like every every two months. Yeah. You only get five movies. He's so. I don't, he's kind of a badass in Glorious Bastards. So he's kind of a tweener. Yeah, no, he's he's got his moments, but he's yeah. he's more sizzled than steak. Yeah. So it's like his badass mo- most badass movie was Fight Club for me. Yeah. That's 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 the greatest I can give him, and he. He, I would like I would like to watch that again because that, I think that's one of those movies when you're a young guy you're edgy, into it edgy and, and then you watch cool. it and all you're like oh you cringe when you watch it as like a middle aged guy possibly like, it's yeah. like up there with Clockwork Orange like all those like young man movies like because like you said they're edgy yeah so you're really into them I feel like I, I still like Tarantino shit because that's that has kind of an edge lord vibe too it but does, I still yeah. like I still like Tarantino he says the n word oh yeah which is big now bigger nowadays than it was back then <laughs> yeah. but still people were adults back then right. but. Yeah, so like Swayze, I nothing against the guy, but I'm just like watching this. I'm like, no, I'm just he does. I there's no intimidation factor at all in this. Right guy. now, would you give me this? I feel like if this movie came out today, it would be a modern fucking Twilight or. Do you do you remember there was talk when when Ronda Rousey was like the baddest woman on the planet? There was talk about doing a do, reboot with yes, her. Yes, and then they realized she can't like no. speak and chew gum at the same time, no. so it just went nowhere. No, she doesn't have the 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 charm to Swayze being in this movie, which is why I like Swayze in this movie. Is you he's disarming with his looks because he he's he's a cooler. He's not a bouncer. He's too afraid of being called a bouncer. <laughs> well, so too, I, yeah, you need to have that. Well, Rousey doesn't. She only has that I chew glass look on her right. face. Right. She would be a great female Terminator or something like that. Like 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 we always I always said about Schwarzenegger, the less lines the better. Right. And I think she would work that way. Well, she's over now. Right. Nobody cares. She got beat up. But I feel like this movie is perfect for the young adult crowd if it was made today on social media and everything. Think about all the characters they could fucking romance. You know, you got Dalton in there, the strong, quiet type. Then you got hair-flipping Wade Garrett, played by (laughs) Sam Elliott. Greatest rock star hair I've seen in a movie in a long time. I wanted. I told Griff I wanted more him, less fucking sways. Yeah. You said you have a theory on why I believe that. Oh, yeah. I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. It's because when I look across the table, I see Patrick Swayze without a degree in philosophy from New York University. That's why you push him away so far. What? Because you, your life would have been on that trajectory. You refused to go to bars. Why? <laughs> because you could have been a cooler. cooler. You knew it. You fucking knew it. <laughs> so I'm – wow. So I'm – I might All to, because that one day you didn't go to New York. Yeah, I just need to see a therapist just to work that out. Yeah, you, you might really be onto should. something. I I wanted am. to be Dalton. I am a kind of a philosophical tough guy. So yeah, you have that street philosophy, yeah. and you needed to go and hone it in at New York University. And if you did, right. we're talking. I'm I'm not doing the show because you're Patrick fucking Swayze. Where did we ever learn where Dalton's from? Is he from New York or is he from the South? You know what? I don't think they ever explored. Is he kind of embarrassed from. about his southern past, so they went to the big city. Went, but that's why he can, uh, com- like, communicate with the yokels so no. well because they go to Kansas, like rural. Kansas. No, it's Missouri. Was it Missouri? It was Missouri. The guy had a Missouri jacket or something on. I thought he said, "Oh, maybe they just said we're not in Kansas I mean, it's, anymore." It's close Someone to said Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Someone said Kansas. So, yeah. was it Missouri in the opening Sh- scene? Maybe Jasper, Missouri. Jasper, Missouri. It was New York in the opening scene. Hmm. 
That wasn't New York. Even though it had it had so not a New York vibe at all. Not at all. And it's like it's a honky tonk. It's like it ain't, it ain't a fucking New York bar. It well, ain't a Studio Fifty Four. You know who loves honky tonks? But Asian visitors. At this time, you're right because we had a fucking uh, line dancing was big at this time. This yeah. when it came out. This is what makes sense. Because we had a fucking country western bar in Pontiac, which is like predominantly black. It was called Diamonds and Spurs. Diamonds and Spurs. And it was fucking hopping for a moment. Like when that, when that shit, that achy, breaky heart shit was yeah. going on, it was packed. Love that fucking And we also had a place, it, I, I, I don't think, it, maybe it burned out called High Kickers. That was like the, that was like the fucking double deuce in the beginning. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I mean, you'd, like you'd get like fucking, uh, like the old school, like Waylon Jennings type dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love the world that this movie had built because I love the idea that bartending is such a fucking hot commodity. <laughs> like all the bartenders know the other bars in the country, even though yeah. there's thousands and thousands. It's a brotherhood. Yeah, there's it's yeah. a big old brotherhood. And Are you even, talking about bartenders or bouncers? Uh, bartenders and bouncers. Okay, yeah. Bouncers even more so. If you make a name in the bouncing world, yeah. everybody talks about you everywhere. Well, Mr. T made that's how he made his name. There was a competition, like the toughest bouncer. So it's fucking real. Yeah. Clearly it's real. This movie just reflects life in eighty nine or eighty eight. This this is when I just gave up on life because this is this was the, the this was the turning point where action movies got really slick. Guys started shaving their chest, putting blonde highlights in their hair, and I just tuned out. I said, I don't want to fucking live in that world. Yeah. I mean, I see it, but I also still really. I mean, you got to give something. Like you said, all sizzle, no steak. That's exactly what action movies became in the yeah. 90s. I feel like this one hit like that that perfect sweet spot for me because, yeah, it is definitely leaning into it. it like, yeah. John claude at this point had already done several good movies. Yeah. And I see John claude taking tips from Swayze here. He said, I'm going to bump it down to PG-13. I'm never going to fuck a girl in a movie. Never. Yeah. And But way better ass on Van Damme than 100%. We, we see. Ooh, I was not impressed. But with these Swayze. two clearly are playing off each other because after 89, Van Damme starts doing movies that look like Lionheart. Yeah, and or not Lionheart, uh, uh, Roadhouse. There's what I meant to say because it's he well, starts getting into more of the romance, more of the family man. Well, he's not a family man, but still, it's like he's going not that strong way. For that. And Swayze, of course, wearing the high waisted Dockers. Oh God, there was not a shirt that was not tucked in this fucking movie. Even our badass Wade Garrett t- tucks his shirt. Uh, and, and this is the thing: it was very, it was, it was like the. The last days of that Miami Vice look. Like Miami Vice was over with that look by '89, but they were clinging to it. You had those fucking linen pants with the pleats and shit on oh, them. Yeah. Awful fashion. Yeah, you could hide bodies. in The those beginning of pants. the baggy uh, suit era. Yeah. Um. What was it? And God, man, I don't know how. Like the love interest of Swayze is wearing tablecloth in every scene. She's always knitting tablecloths. She must have read it in a home and country magazine or something. They, it, we are in the South, so this makes sense. Yeah. One scene, she's wearing like the red and white checkered. She's sewn that into a dress, and it just barely fits her. And then there's the one scene she's wearing like doily as a dress. That's the fuck scene. And Patrick uh, Swayze is— That wasn't like a sheet? That was actually a dress? It, yeah, it wow. looked like it could have been just like a sombrero situation where she cut a hole and put it over, and then she had like a dress a poncho. underneath it. Poncho. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. It was fucking awful. We can agree on that. Yeah. And Patrick, to counter that heat coming off of her, wears a white shirt with a beige cream uh, V-neck sweater. Uh, yeah, with like a blazer, on sweater top vest, of it. sweater yeah, vest, sweater vest with a gun. With the fucking, uh, his arms are just noodles in those giant fucking <laughs> sleeves. 
so baggy. It's a very talking head suit. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> David Byrne got inspired from this, yes. But, no, uh, David Byrne. Who knew David Byrne was going to inspire the entire 90s? Oh, because, right. Yeah, I that, did a pack of it. Okay. baggy shit. Fuck, man. Crazy. Talking Heads was innovative. Talking Heads was innovative. That's right. Oh, Boy, we got a two-hour movie. Should we just get into the trailer and get We over? We really should, yeah. All right, everybody. Let's talk about who I consider the poor man's Don Swayze, because Don Swayze is the one who has the talent in that family. It's the story of a cooler. It's Roadhouse. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't! Don't be rude! Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're going to go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? Worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. (laughs) But there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? Doc, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. For that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. We are opening up. Of course, we're in beautiful New York. Of course, we're in one of the largest honky-tonk bars. In the Big Apple. In the Big Apple. The Bandstand. We all remember the Bandstand. The Big Apple Crisp. You got to make it somewhat Southern, right? Apple Crisp, that's Southern. I don't know. It's delicious. I don't know if it's Southern. What is a crisp? It's... It's uh, it's kind of like the pie filling, but instead of uh, crust, crust, it's it's like I don't know, it's like a sh- like a sugary almost crust, like a I don't know what it's made out of, like brown sugar or some shit <laughs> okay. like that. But it's like that, so it's like it's really it's kind of a pie, but without the crust. Gotcha. Like, so there's no there's no like crust on the bottom. It's just just pie filling. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. Interesting. Yeah. Never this had is, one. Never had. I've never had crisp? an apple crisp. No. Oh, well. And this is what Next people, time my mom makes one, I'll bring you some. Nice. This oh. is what people come to our show for to <laughs> yeah. learn about the pies and desserts we don't know about. <laughs> Anyways, we're in New York, the Big Apple Crisp, enjoying the great Bandstand Bar. Yeah, man. Bandstand. Bandstand. We just got flashes of an '80s crowd. This looked like an '80s crowd. Yeah. I mean, you had awful dresses everywhere. You had people yeah. doing cocaine off of everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what else did we have in here? Dalton, of course, scanning the crowd. Yeah, always observing. Always. Always processing, assessing situations. Pants four inches from his nipples, the waistline, that is. <laughs> yeah, you like that? You like, it's Very high. It? Yeah. Very high. Very high. Well, that's so we can kick higher, though, right? 
I'm assuming there's got to be. I mean, I, I know that's JCVD's excuse. I'm assuming there's something. And I, like I said, they kind of play off each other, JCVD and uh, Swayze. <coughs> yeah. Swayze clearly saw JCVD's four movies, you know, bigger movies, and said, "I that's me. I mean, they kind of have the same build. I don't think Swayze no, has whoa, the legs. Whoa, 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 whoa. V, say VD. God has a way better body. Oh, 100%. He, he's got muscle. Like, I, I mean, I mean, uh, Swayze's fit, but it's like. It's like a little rangy, like scrawny kind. Yeah, of. no, I agree. You know what? I was really surprised. I always thought that uh, I never realized how tall Sam Elliott was. Yeah, like, he's like over six feet tall. I thought yeah. he was like an average sized guy. Well, so I learned that. Yeah, I'm glad you learned I something. I, I think it was all hair, maybe. Was, I don't know if I learned quite what an apple crisp is, but I'm <laughs> closer. Look it up. What the I'm fuck? closer. Anyway, so we got Dalton gaining the crowd and everything, and then of course we, we all business. All his guys are doing their job like they're supposed to. They've got little headpieces. They're nodding to each other. They're doing what? hand signals. You see, he's like Bill Belichick. Oh, bouncing. Excuse me, cooling. He's got everybody working the same. Right, because you're a cooler, game. you don't have to bounce. Yeah, that's what it is. You you alleviate the situation. You cool it down. Right. We'll get over the rules and uh, the right. philosophy later because he is a philosopher and all. I thought there's this one guy who obviously has it out for Dalton. He wants to test his mettle against Dalton. But I thought he was in the right in this scene, though, because he puts a $100 bill down on a table and a woman goes to grab it. And he throws a knife down and pins it down. He's like, bitch, don't take my $100 bill. And then kicks her in the cooch, knocks her over. Yeah. this is. I thought the guy was that. within his rights. Because okay. she was trying to rob him, basically. Okay. And then, I don't know, maybe she's a prostitute. There was some kind of exchange going on, and he didn't want to pay. In Come on, Dalton's been running this bar for a long time, so it's hard to imagine any kind of crowd like that would be in a Dalton bar. The riffraff. A riffraff. Uh, and so, of course, three people start fighting. Two guys have one guy held down. I think it was hundred. the uh, knife slasher guy was the one being held back. Yeah. Well, these guys are all kind of friends, so it's like when Dalton comes to say, great, take it outside, nicely, he says it, of course. Could you, could you guys please take this outside? Oh, uh, well, the one guy being restrained, he's like, you know what, Dalton? I've been waiting to get a fucking piece of you, my right. friend. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, why don't you take a piece of me? Does he immediately go to take a piece of me? I don't remember how this scene happened. No, he's, Dalton's like, all right, let's take it outside. Yeah. And then they take him outside, and he walks out, and then walks right back. He's like, he got, he cooled down the situation. He doesn't need to resort to violence. Once you take it outside, it's over with. So he goes right back in. That's right. Yeah, because because Dalton has nothing to fucking prove. All right. That's right. right. If you know you can kick ass, like I said, you don't have to be a fake tough guy. A fake tough guy be swinging his dick around like this guy is, and I can beat up everybody. Yeah. If you know you can kick ass, you don't need to do it. Right. I know I I knew this happened and my next note here points it out, but he did get slashed by the guy because yes, he, he was slashed. throwing that knife around everywhere. So he gets like a slash across it's up by his shoulder. And so he's got to go into his private office, Defonz's office, of course, right, the, the bathroom. bathroom. Right. Uh and he's treating his own wound and everything. We're seeing him literally stitch up his he arm. He pours the fucking same wine that Sonny Chiba uses yep. for his wounds on it. He, you see him go behind the bar and grab it and he's like yeah. Chiba's favorite, <laughs> yeah. Chiba Chiba. That's yeah. what the wine was called. Yeah. Chiba Vineyards. Yeah, Chiba Vineyards. <laughs> and then we see a guy I thought for sure this was going to be the villain because he always plays – he looks like a greasy motherfucker. He always plays villains in movies. Yeah. This, so I thought it was going to be like he was going to double-cross Dalton later yeah. on. This but, movie's just trying to warn you. Any person who's the owner of any establishment is still kind of sleazy. Yes. Yeah, it's like a landlord. They're probably right. sleazy, you know? 
So he walks in, and he walks in the office. We that's where we get that nice for the ladies shirtless shot of fucking uh, Swayze, Swayze yep. sewing up that wound like it's no big deal. Like I do this all the time. He's covered. He's like Sabu. He's just covered in scars. Right. He must be doing some fucking barbed wire matches when he goes to the Japan cooling. That's right. <laughs> he's, he probably did work at a crushing bar. He definitely did. If you want to hear more about crushing bars, listen to Robocop 3. No, listen to, uh, you want to get really in the details, you listen to uh, Revenge, uh, Ninja 3 Domination with Paul London. Oh, that's right. He that's, told you. That's where we learned what a crushing bar was. Right. I don't that's know if you right. want to learn. When you, when you learn, you're not going to want to learn. Right. Anyway, yeah. So this guy's like, hey, I heard you're the best, Dalton. Of course, he has to say, I thought you were bigger. Yeah, that's a, that they. I think they did that with Snake Plissken in the second movie too. Escape Maybe. from L.A. Okay. Yeah, it's it's annoying. And but that we were talking about it pre-recording. Everybody remembers pain don't hurt. They don't yeah. talk about how everybody shits on Swayze for being not a Chippendale dancer. Which is the irony because I think the greatest thing Patrick Swayze was ever involved with was that Saturday Night Live sketch for him and Chris yeah. Farley are the Chippendale dancers. Well, that's half the joke is they're both yeah. under six feet. Right. So that's funny. Yeah, I never thought. I never, first of all, I never knew until you told me that, which crushed my dreams of being chipping down <laughs> at forty nine. But yeah, right. So we, that big hair he had probably made him the six hair. Feet. It was the hair. That's why he fluffed it up yeah. so much. Eighties were a great time for him. There's so he, much fucking product in this hair product in this movie. Not not uh uh, uh peck jelly though. No, they weren't. They weren't uh supplying or uh, no, buying. He could use some. They they definitely could. Swayze would have had a better body according to you if he yeah. had that. Yeah. Anyways. So we know that Tillman, he's been looking for the best. He already went to visit Wade Garrett. Right. And Garrett wasn't buying. He wants to sit in his podunk bars. He's not... I mean, when we meet Wade Garrett later, he's he is hobbled on one knee. I go, yeah, because... Uh, what's his face? Dalton, he's happy where he's at. So he's like, go go to Wade Garrett. He's like, I already been there. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. He's gotten too old. Yeah. And he's like, you're the next thing. He's like, I got this place down in some podunk town called Jazz. That's what, that's what killed me. There's this this guy. He runs a podunk town in Missouri. Like, who gives a fuck? I don't know. I don't know who. I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker in Jasper, Missouri. Help me understand this. I don't think I wrote it all down. But the one part where uh, Brad Wesley is talking about everything he brought to this podunk town. <laughs> yeah, a JCPenney. <laughs> At a 7-Eleven. Sears, JCPenney, uh, uh, Verizon Wireless, like everything, Cash and Go, <laughs> Little Caesars, <laughs> like every bullshit suburban piece right. of, cr- uh, yeah. Hey, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, Way hey, too far. So Tillman's like, I own a little uh, little club down south called the Double Deuce, and it's, it's falling on hard times. I can't control the clientele. Yep. I want I want this beautiful clientele. First of all, all these people are trash in this New York club, but he's like, yeah. he's like I want these people. People right in my bar. I'm not. sick of rednecks. I right. want suburban class. People. Yes, I want middle class white people, upper middle class right. white people. Okay, ones that know how to wear a collared shirt but don't that, tuck it in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and money and they money pay for shit. Yes, that's buy true. drinks because we see like we see all this money being exchanged in the bar. Like holy shit, that's what he wants, right? You know, and waitresses being able to do their job without being accosted and everything. Right. So, of course, you know, Swayze, he's a philosopher. He's right out of the deal. He's from New York, after all. I think at the time, he didn't want to do it. So he threw out, like, a highball number to, like, get this guy off his back. Because mm-hmm. he's like, look, I'll do it. You give me 5K up front, 500 a night. Any medical expenses I have, you pay for, and I run the show. And he's thinking that guy's going to balk at that. And right. he's like, deal. 
whatever you want. And he's like, I can't. I can't. I give my because we learned Dalton's a man of his word, so he gave his word. Yep. So he's just like, he goes to the owner of the bar. He's like, I've done all I can for this bar. Yep. I have to move on. Guy's just like, what the fuck you want me to do? I don't know. Make him the new guy in charge. I don't care. I'm leaving. So uh, Tillman's gonna offer to buy him a plane ticket. No, 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 no. This hair don't fly. Right. He's gonna drive all the way back to it's probably yeah uh, some kind of. His hair is probably on a terrorist wash list or something. So <laughs> That's like, gotta he, be a, he can't get it in with the full girth, so he won't go. Anyway, so he goes to Oscar, says, I quit, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Goes to his private garage where yep. he keeps his Mercedes. Well, he drives. He, we see him walk out in this fucking old beater car. We're like, how cool is this guy? He's looking at the shit car he's driving. But we, there's a method to the madness. We all know you don't have a big dick unless you have a muscle car. Or a very tall truck, which is a, yeah, a lesson we learn later. You right. have to have a really tall truck if you have a really big dick. Right. So he's just driving this fucking... This, uh, this I did like, because this makes sense. Because he drives a fucking beater-ass car. Yep. Parks... This It's where I guess his apartment is or whatever, where he keeps his other car. Yep. There's a hobo there. I, we've, this guy's been in other movies we've done. Yes. This is this black guy's got his voice talking like this. That's right. That's all he's hired for is that shit. And he just throws keys at, what do I look like, a valet? Yeah. And he's just like, no, keep the fucking car. I don't give a shit. What? And goes into his private garage. He's got the fucking uh, mechanic house and shit he's living in. And we see he's got a Mercedes. He's got the fucking cover on it. Yep. He just pops in a tape. We see the New York license plate, so that's why I figure we're in New York. Right. And so New York to Missouri. Probably about couple hours, four hours, couple hours, I think at least. Missouri is on is on the other side of like Illinois and everything. Yeah, a couple hours do it take to drive from New York to. Oh, okay. according to this movie, I'm using this movie last. Oh yeah, no, this movie's. And he probably only takes back roads. He probably doesn't even take the fucking freeway. Oh, you know he only takes back roads because right. that's that's. He doesn't cool. want like a rock flipping up on his car. And right, that's more full of lo- philosophical. So right. at this point, his brain is probably mush because I mean, contextually from what this movie tells us is that he's listened to the same tape. The whole trip. So he's been listening to one tape this whole trip. Was it just some like, generic blues? Yeah. Okay. That's true. So maybe he isn't losing his mind. I don't know. So maybe yeah, he drives to the big metropolis of Jasper, Missouri. He drives by the J.C. Penny. I hate when people say Missouri. Missouri, yeah. It's Missouri. Right. Drives by the J.C. Penny. Yeah, he goes. He notices it. And he's like, well, I got to stop for some shopping later. <laughs> get some <laughs> get more some slacks. Get some more of those fucking... Uh, big old linen pants. He yeah. only goes through the Sears catalog for his big pants. Yeah, that's right. So he he immediately uh, does he immedially go to the fucking double deuce? Yeah, go straight to the straight to business, man. Right. Double deuce at this point. Uh, it's it's a wood structure. It's falling apart. Looks dilapidated. The big yeah. they got a big wooden porch with holes. You know the rocking chairs are all leaned over and everything. It looks like hell. And he's like, I got my work cut out for me. No cars outside, by the way. He gets inside full. Where do these people come from? Is <laughs> this the back. Is, is this Field of Dreams? Field, the, the, I never the, saw Field of Dreams. So well, <laughs> well, the whole, you know the line for the movie. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. And they built this bar, and somehow people are Are you saying these people are ghosts? I think so. Another Swayze? Yeah. This might be a sequel or a, a prequel. prequel. Yeah. Okay, this might be a prequel. I think Ghost takes place in New York, so maybe Dalton goes back to New York, that gets killed, does some pottery with Demi Moore, how does Goldberg he, shows up. How does he win so many fights? He's not fucking real. Mm. Interesting. 
So, yeah, he rolls in. We, as soon as he comes up, we see the Funkster himself, Terry Funk. Morgan is his character's name. Throwing yeah. some piece of shit out. Well, stay out. You better stay out of here. <laughs> see, that's how badass Terry Funk is. He can have a voice like that yes. and still be intimidated by him. Oh, hell yeah. And that perm was very intimidating, too. So we're going to be walking in. Dalton's course noticing things. We're scanning the crowd as well because we scanned the bar stand. Now we got to scan the double deuce. Right. We see the bands playing behind a chicken wire fence. Yeah, like the old school honky tonks. Yeah. They're and throwing beer bottles at it. We yeah. got a fucking poor old blind guy. Jeff, real life Jeff Ely, who had like a hit back in this time. Yeah, I was going to say. He's I really heard... blind, too. Oh, is okay. Yeah, he, well, he's dead now, but. Yeah. Did, did, does he usually play? Uh, yeah, like that, that was his thing. He played on his lap. He played oh, guitar. okay. Because it looked like he was fumbling with it. Because yeah. they, they did him dirty by matching up guitar riffs that didn't match to yeah. his hand. And that made it look like he was an idiot. So yeah. if he weren't blind, yeah. he would be offended by that. Yeah. I'm sure his friends told him, like, yeah, they fucked you over, though. He's like, whatever. I got in a movie. I got paid. <laughs> I got to hang out with Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah. I'd say Sam Elliott. But, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I don't think we ever saw the two in the same scene. That's true. Very true. Maybe Sam Elliott's a ghost. So, yeah, and we just see, like, fucking bouncers not doing their job. They're just flirting with girls underage girls yes they're letting underage girls in we got waitresses being assaulted and they you know they can't stop them so the fucking waitress uh carrie ostrich lady she's fending for herself and then i thought that for a second i thought that was a chick from texas chainsaw massacre so did i it wasn't stretch was that what they called her stretch i think yeah yeah stretch yeah uh, and then we have one waitress dealing, well, dealing she's drugs. She's discreet. She's like, take it to the shitter. Yeah, take it to the bathroom. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick Flair's out back by the trash can if you want to get your, suck some dick. Or if you want some drugs, you go to the bathroom. So, yeah, everything you can think of that's wrong in a bar. Like, this, the guy that does that one show, whatever, the reality show, Bar Fixers, oh, whatever. Ta- oh, you're thinking of that He guy, would no. be really infuriated by this Of scene. course he would. They don't even use coasters. No. That's his was. thing. There were so many rings on that bar. I know. We see the bartender play. Uh, here's the thing for you. The fucking uh, John Doe, lead singer of uh, L.A. punk band X, played Pat the Bartender. He looked like a sleazy punk. Yeah, he did. Straight he, out of the suburbs. That mustache and everything. Yeah, the mustache was perfect for him. Yeah. He was a great villain. Yeah. Out of 10, give that guy a ranking as a villain. On a villain? Well, wait, a villain or hench? Hench, obviously. A villain, I wouldn't give him a obviously high score. Obviously, he's not a top-tier villain, hench, but it's a hench. He's a top-tier hench. i give him an eight on the hench. Eight. Perfect. Yeah. That yeah. mustache alone, the fact he's yeah. always wearing sleeveless shirts, you know? Well, everybody is. Like, that's how, like, this... Low class. You're low class it is. Everyone's got the flannel shirt with the sleeves cut off. You can't have a bar with character. That's not allowed. You have to have a classy bar that's also really shitty and suburban. Right. So he's just, like you said, he's just observing. He's assessing. He's processing the information. Elbow on the bar, just staring Ask Ask for coffee. Yeah. And Morgan hears this. If you ain't drinking, you're out. <laughs> you're out of here. He sounds kind of like Bill Clinton when you think about it. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but yeah, because Morgan feels a little threatened by this guy in his hair. He's yeah. Like, he just not anybody that cool and that a calm of a presence, that cool of a presence is a you know gonna uh, sh- uh, rattle him a little bit. And this is where we get one of our clientele. It looked like it could have been Rick Bodie, straight out of fucking Get Heaven. I mean, obviously, oh my he didn't God, have a you physique. imagine? If John DeHart walked in, like, went into the chicken coop, 
and just start and just start singing shimmy slide shimmy slide like oh. the whole bar would just erupt that that would have literally shaken the whole place down it would have right. caved in and you would have had a massacre on your hands yeah. uh so we see this bum wearing john DeHart's rugby shirt from get heaven and a laughing, woman was that the guy who's laughing like a metal patient there's one guy who's just holding the beer going, <laughs> i don't think it was that guy okay. i think that was uh a uh, rugby guy's friend here and so yeah. Denise has noticed noticed the hair that just walked in. Dalton. Well, they have matching trashy hair because she's they got do. that she's got that Fucking, cotton candy hair. Yes. Oh look, over. everyone knows I like trashy one. This one's this, way too trashy for way. me. No, I don't like it. I did yeah. not like it. No bueno. They did a good job then. Yeah, they did. Because you're not supposed you're supposed <laughs> to uh, never mind. We'll get there. Anyways. So she's trying to get with Dalton. He won't even Sorry, I'm burping. She won't. He won't even give her his name, and right. that's when uh, it's B a, Dalton, by the way. Yeah, B Dalton. It's for book nerds book, out there. Yeah. yeah. Are they even open anymore? No, they've been gone for a while. That is for book nerds. Yeah. Uh, and so, Bum realizes he's got a chance with her. Hey yo, fuck on the rocks. Want to go nipple to nipple? Great. First of all, clever as line as all hell. I, I that was. My, I guess it was like because there's another drink called a fuzzy navel. Maybe you could go like nipple. You could do something with that. You yeah. know, But just, vodka on the rocks, nipple to nipple. Now, Murdy, you don't drink, but no. vodka on the rocks is the trashiest drink you could possibly get. You don't well. want rocks on your vodka. You don't put rocks on vodka. That's. I mean, it's from Russia. You think ice, ru- uh, you know, vodka, but yeah. no, you never put ice and vodka together. Well, yeah, I learned something. That's right. Anyways, so and then Carrie, who is that beautiful man? Right, she's trying to actually calm him down because she's like, "That's Morgan. He's a piece of shit. He's offended by smells, women, balconies, M and M's, and he's offended by balconies. Wow. Offended. Keep him away from Donna. <laughs> well, he's afraid of heights, like you. Yeah. Are you afraid of heights? No. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I'm hanging from a rope over a hundred foot fall, yeah, I'd be scared. But yeah. if I'm on top of a building, no, no, okay. No. <laughs> so yeah, she's just giving him the lay of the land. I, does he tell her she's out? He she's, yeah, he tells her, and she's like, "You're the Dalton." And this is where the world building really starts to set in because Dalton is such a great cooler, cooler that he's got a notoriety across the fucking country. Amazing, I love this. She's amazing. Like, how did? Our podunk shithole town get B. Dalton. B. Dalton. And Ryan can tell you what the B stands for. That's right. And the band takes a break. The people thank the blind, poor blind man by throwing a beer bottle his face. Hey, you're up there to sing, not go take pisses. Yeah, because he said, I need to drain the vein. He said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we learn that Dalton has been passed with Cody. <laughs> The blind singer. So not only are bouncers some of the coolest people across the country, but bar bands are also some of the <laughs> greatest fucking gigs some that the, you can Some play. of the best music comes from a bar band. Exactly. And you just these covers on top of it. It's almost like if you got a residency at like a big New York uh, you know, <laughs> venue. Or a, a Las Vegas venue. Or a yeah. Las Vegas yeah. venue or something. I know I, I hear people getting them all over the place now. That's one of yeah. the things to do. Uh, and so it's like... they like the intimate... Translation: We can't sell out stadiums anymore, so we like the intimate feel of. A yeah, and they do like theater. the same venue six times, yeah. and they have like a big catalog, so they do like you know. Right. But yeah, so so apparently Cody's doing his residency here because he's been here for months. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah. living here now. 
Yeah, did he like? Did he was he did he pass through New York on his way to Jasper? <laughs> I mean, how does fucking uh, Dalton know him? This is the kind like, of if, if this was like if this was a city Dalton grew up in, it would make sense. Yes, like, you know, like he knew everybody, but no, he's a stranger. But I'm okay. Like I like this kind of world building where they don't over explain things, but they leave you this weird red strings, and we got to mechanic our way through the clues. That's what we do here at Golden Globus Theater. Yeah, Dalton was squeezing a ball of wax. I he know was. That. That was. I nice. mean, we're the ones who inform you that this is a prequel to Ghost then you <laughs> ne- next time you watch yeah. this and then Ghost you're gonna realize yeah. wow it fucking one to one yeah it's yeah. like it's like Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz Wizard of Oz that's, that's right cause, cause, yeah. what was that Dark Side, Dark of, the Side of the Moon yeah so he offers him a towel and he's like wow you play pretty good for a blind man he's like ha I thought you'd be bigger that's how you know they're old friends. Right. Well, that's good. I, I was that they're old friends. He, well, he doesn't. He doesn't because he can't see him. Okay. But he knows that he's not that big. Yeah, he's he's using echolocation. <laughs> he's like clicking. We know blind people have echolocation. There was a kid who did. I saw him on something. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not lying. It was, was it Bat Boy? <laughs> Are you thinking of Bat no, Boy? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> There was this little black kid on the show I saw. He used echolocation to, like, he could skateboard and do shit like that. And oh, he, shit. He, he would literally do echolocation. It's, I know, it's weird, but. Daredevil. He is Daredevil. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sense of taste. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're getting, more, we're, we're getting more uh, details on how filthy gross this fucking bar is. But we had some greasy sweaty guy with i'm guessing he's a pimp and she's a prostitute i don't know what but he just goes to these other rubes and is like hey you want to kiss my girl's tits this is good entrepreneurial spirit though yeah. like tillman probably is okay with this guy being in here because all he's doing is kind of hoeing out his lady's tits right which by the way not impressive at all you didn't like those tits no Average at best. They're not twenty dollar tits. Not twenty dollar tits. In eighty nine, that's sixty dollar tits today. Yeah, no. Would you pay sixty dollars? No, I wouldn't pay twenty dollars now to touch someone's tits. Who gives a fuck? Awkwardly in a bar while some giant yeah. gross guy like looks well, he, over. Yeah, you. well, he want. He's like, first of all, uh, I don't know. I'll call him Jethro because this guy he's only in this one scene. He's like, he's honking. He's like doing like a guy's never seen tits in his life. Right. Because first, first of all, the deal was. Kiss the tits. Yes. One on each tit. Right. $20. But, I mean, this guy, he obviously knows that, you know, that isn't a good deal. So when he moves, Jethro moves in and starts kissing. He's in, like, a greaser gang, by the way. Him and his three buddies are, like, dressed like grease. Well, at least the hair is like a greaser. And he's just honking away. And he's looking over at the guy. He's looking back at his friends. And he's like, oh, yeah, these are tits. And then the other guy, the pimp, is like, what, don't you want to kiss him? He's like... I'd love to, but I ain't got twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And then a fight just breaks out. There's a first. There's like twenty fights just break out, and this beer bottles going everywhere. Oh yeah. So we're watching. Everything. I hope they don't have deposits in Missouri because a lot of dimes are going. I don't believe they the, do. Oh, no, I don't no. believe they do. I guess that's why they throw them. Because yeah. if you got a, you got a ten cent deposit, you're like, I'm not throwing this. It's ten cents. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, it works so well. Yeah, that's Michigan. why we never had. Yeah, Michigan, we never had people throwing bottles in beer fire. Right, beer and we have people living fights. off them too. Yeah, you know what? It's a good system we got here. I think something like ninety percent of our aluminum and our glass goes back into recycling, which is yeah. some of the only positive recycling that exists. Which I think is odd because 
Washington, which you think of as all eco-friendly, they don't fucking you think they just they throw, cho- throw it in the trash. As I was visiting my sister, like what? Like why would you do that? Yeah. Like you got to be the on your high horse. Yeah, yeah. fucking. It's not rocking on some of those fucking hippies up there. Right. Anyways, so the dust finally settles down, and everybody had just been whispering about how amazing Dalton Why didn't you help with it? That's Mor- Morgan. That was Mor- Well, we know it was Morgan. <laughs> we haven't introduced, like, another character except your sleazy bartender. <laughs> Dalton is like, he just, no cells. He's just like, I'm just here to observe. Yeah. yeah. So Dalton is just going to let himself leave. He's walking out the door. Says bye to Cody on his way out. Who does that guy think he is? Well, I'll tell you what. You fuck with him, it will seal your fate. Wow, very cryptic. I mean, what does that mean? I I don't know. What has so, did? Wait, is Cody blind because he saw something that Dalton did and it made him go blind? <laughs> yeah. Did he see his ass? Because we know his ass Almost is made me offensive. Go blind, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I love about these kind of movies. They let you do the thing. You like you put the backstory in. They don't, I know they don't, they don't fucking spoon feed you. This is why this is a top tier action movie for me. I I get it. It's hour forty or forty nine or so. I get that Swayze's not a great action hero, but it hits so many of the beats. I really enjoy. So yeah, Dalton. He's he's done his assessment. He's got to process it overnight, and he needs to come back the next day and give you know what they need to do. But before that, he's got to get a beater. He's not going to bring his Mercedes to this fucking shithole. So he stops by, loads up on the fucking tires because he knows they're going to slash them tires. Oh yeah, he gets a car with a big trunk so he can put lots of tires in there. He's got uh she- like little covers for his headlights. The guy was like, yeah. oh those operate, sir. Right, that so. was gross. They they get used car salesmen. I mean, he was eating lo mein by just drizzling the noodles into his mouth. Not an appropriate scene for this movie, but That's they very, did it for Jasper. It's very uh, exotic lo mein. I know. I don't know. We what. just got them Chinese restaurant in the other day, thanks to fucking uh, Wesley, Mister Wesley. You know what? You ever heard what a, Ch- a Chinese before? You ever heard? Of, wait, what is that place called? What is our a- Asian fast food place called? Panda Express? Express. He's like, we yeah. just got us the Panda Express. They got orange chicken. I don't they got what... these things called fortune cookies. <laughs> Let me read mine to you. I took out Powerball numbers today because these are my lucky numbers. You will numbers. meet a man with fabulous hair. It came true. Good Lord. Where are my lotto numbers on the back? <laughs> so, yeah. So so then you got to get a, a, a place of lodging. So apparently, uh, there's a was there a bulletin board up at at the Double Deuce which said maybe room there's for, a library hayloft for rent. Yeah, really. Maybe there's a library somewhere in this town. He found like you know some fucking border wanted or something. <laughs> no, but we meet our man Emmett, a lovable old coot, very Uncle Jesse like from the Dukes of Hazard. Right. And he's like, "Oh, this is this is a shithole, but it's my shithole. There's no electricity, even though there's electricity." You said there's no electricity. Okay, thank you. No ear conditioning. Well, there's no electricity. We get that. Uh, the smells are very pleasant. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's a horse ranch. Yeah. So there's a lot of horse shit everywhere. There is a lot of horse shit. But, but except not coming from his mouth because he's telling the truth because he's he's literally in a loft apartment. It's a hayloft. Yeah. In the a, barn. Hayloft. Yeah. So yeah, he's got it, but it looked it was cozy. It was very cozy. It had like windows that went had, out on a Had a French a door, yeah. yeah it was French open. door to a rooftop. <laughs> yeah. Very hobo chic. Yes. And that is very in nowadays. Yeah. So they got it. 
Yeah. And it overlooks. And it, it would be Airbnb in that for like dude, 500 a night. That would be over $500 a night. Yeah. Come fucking a hayloft and everybody would be buying that up. Yeah. No, that would be 100% a thing. Right but, now, there's some fucking hipsters buying up fucking, fuck, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Barns. It would be come party on our hayloft, fuck on our rooftop, while a millionaire across the fucking pond watches. Right. Exactly. They. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go into this for a second, real quick. Do it. Because we're about to learn that a billionaire lives across the pond. A little pond. Well, he's probably it's the eighties. Probably a millionaire, but still millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just lives across the pond, and we're supposed to think that these two don't recognize each other, realize that that this is all fucking happening. Emmett is so not Emmett, but uh, Brad is so close. He doesn't even need binoculars to watch. Swayze fuck later. He's just like smoking a pipe <laughs> on his porch, watching on his rocking chair, watching his uh uh you know his enemy fuck fuck the, the woman he wants. The woman he wants. That is a Devo song. Yeah, yeah. So Emmett, uh, well, yeah, we see a chopper flying, and he just swoops down on those horses, scares the shit out of them, and he's like, "That's that Brad Wesley. He did bring in the J.C. Penny, so I can't really <laughs> rip on him too hard." <laughs> But he scares my goddamn horses. And he does it just to fuck with me. <laughs> but I got to tell you, have you gone to Panda Express yet? <laughs> Finest. You ever had the Chinese? <laughs> the Chinese food's good. Can I read I hear they use cats. Oh, God. So, yeah, he all he needed, he needed to spit some chaw, though. He we did need chaw, but he's more civilized because they have that, a J.C. No, Why wasn't Morgan spitting chaw? That was a perfect character development. For, did you notice? <laughs> I was really outraged. I was just, I, I've been building up Terry Funk throughout this movie. At the last fight scene, he's wearing white cowboy boots with his pants tucked in. You didn't? Enraged me. Murray, we've watched so much 80s wrestling and they all talked into their boots. No, I hate it. I know you do, but it is very on. And they're white cowboy boots. No. It's very on character for an 80s wrestler, man. I'm sorry. If they were snakeskin, ostrich, I'd be all right. I I get, I'm I'm okay with you being upset about it, but it's very on character for the Funkster. You know he showed up and said, my character's wearing these. I'm just going to wear what I wear. They they actually didn't let him on set the day they spooked the horses because Terry Funk keeps horses. Right. And got a sick horse, Vince. <laughs> Gotta go. So uh yeah, he's like they agree. He's like, I don't know, hundred dollars a month. Those Presbyterians won't let me let hobos into my hayloft unless I charge you, so hundred bucks a month. And he goes, Well, that sounds fair to me. So they go spit in their hands and they shake hands. So that night, Tillman, he's bringing everybody in. He's introducing uh, Dalton, of course, back at the Double Deuce. Right. He's like, look, I brought this guy in to class this place up. You do ex- whatever he says, I approve of. Do what, do what he says. Sways, by the way. Okay, this is also what they call a smoke smoker's movie. There's all, yeah. Every scene is just filled with yeah. smoke. Yeah, I, I was... Yeah, it's been so long. It was shocking to see the hero smoking all the time. But, yeah, that was the day. Everyone smoked back then. And so Swayze, he just hit up J.C. Penny on the way over, got himself right. some new slacks, black belt, black slacks, black tight shirt, right. pants pulled just four inches below the nipples. That's the appropriate right. spot you want them. Cover right. up all those abdominal muscles you've worked so hard on. Pull the pants to cover them up. It's called the nip seam. Nip seam? Yeah, four yeah. inches. <laughs> The nip seam. Yeah. 
So he's going to, of course, be laying out the land. He's the new, he's pretty much the new boss. Right. He immediately goes to Morgan, you're fired. Yeah. And the waitress that was dealing Coke. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck she was dealing. Yeah. You're fired. Morgan's offended. Why am I being fired? I beat the shit out of every. You've got the wrong attitude, though. Right. Patience, grasshopper. And this is where he breaks down the three rules to cooling. Not bouncing. Cooling. cooling. Never, ever underestimate an opponent. They could have fucking knives, guns, whatever. Don't take anyone lightly. That's right. Look at me. I look like a bitch, but I'm a badass because this movie says I'm a badass. That's right. Take it outside. Never inside. We. This is the classy establishment. We don't have fights in here. We beat people's ass on the outside. And the third, most important, be nice. Be nice. This is a job. When people insult you, don't take it personally. It's a business. And guy, then Steve... Pipes in. What if fucking calls me a cocksucker? Well, are you? And he's like, huh? <laughs> well, there what we do have a glory hole. And he's like, cock and sucker are just two words put together. They don't mean shit. What if you said my mama's a whore? Is, is she? she? That is Dalton's line. Do you? Is yeah. she? It, it always just proposition. He throws it right it's, back in the face. Right. That's what a per, that's what a real philosopher does. Exactly. Now he's being, he's doing the Socratic the Socratic uh, method. The Socratic method. Of yeah, course. Socrates. Of course. Socrates. We all know Socrates. <laughs> he was the original cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he threw Alexander the Great out of a bar one time. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah. And so he's well, like, he was honking those tits for too long. Right. He paid a shilling. Fucking honk him for a second, kiss each one, and say goodnight. And he just goes, look, be nice, until it's time to not be nice. Uh, sir, sir, how do we know it's time to not be nice? That was Hank. Hank who wants to suck up to Dalton. Because oh. he's got that tiny little mullet going yeah, on, and he's like, I want your hair, sir. So he's sucking up. How do we know it's time to not be nice? I'll tell you when it's time to not be nice. All right, so now first day one, double deuce, 2.0, first night. Let's see how it goes. Crowd's rolling in. Dalton, of course, gets his black coffee. Uh, uh, Pat, was that guy? Pat, that yeah, yeah, bartender's Pat. Pat, ha- punk Pat, splatter punk yeah. Pat, uh, hands him a coffee because he knows the code. He knows what to do. Right. And, you know, so he's like, okay, maybe he's getting it. But then Dalton looks over, and he's fucking selling booze skimming off the top putting some of the cash into his pocket and then he's like one shot for you one shot for me so he's also skimming booze off the top and then he looks at the door and he sees these were 12 year old girls trying they had their jc penny credit card stole from their dad yeah and they were trying to use that to get in the bar and steve's like what was the big bouncer's name the fat guy yeah i have no idea fat guy i don't know because he was the first guy he was like this is jc penny is right. we're going to learn that uh, a fatty here, Arbuncle, he actually is trying to live up to Dalton's image, right. too. And so he's like, no, you're not allowed in here. And that's when Steve cuts in, I'll take this over. You ladies are, are right. my A number one guests. I will chaperone you. Right. And they're like, these girls are 12. It's like, hey, grass on the field, play ball. Yeah. <laughs> This is Steve we're talking about. I know, I know, but I got to make sure that people know he's a <laughs> yeah. greasy Yes, ball. we don't agree with Steve's practices. That's right. 
All right, so now, because this is still a fucking mud show of a bar, a girl gets up on the table and starts dancing. Right, and the guys are losing their shit. Ta- ha- ha- hooting and hollering and everything, putting money down for Yeehaw, and they're doing it all. Yeehaw, and we are in Missouri after all. Right. Missouri? M- M- Never. So who was, I forget, I nearly forgot his name. Who's the guy who's sucking up the dope? Hank. Hank. He he's got. I'm gonna do the Dalton method. I'm gonna I'm gonna defuse the situation. Right. Just get her off the table. Tell the guys like just cool it. Right. He goes up to the guy. Hey, bud, I would like you to get your girl. And he gets thrown. And Hank, you see him rearing back, and then he turns over to Dalton, and Dalton just kind of like gives him a look, like the motherly look. <laughs> Dalton yeah. is the Don't mother hen. Do he actually has some reading glasses. He pulls him down a pulls little. Pulls him looks down over a little bit. Him. Yeah. Don't you do that? Because he's doing a crossword puzzle as he's observing. That's right. He does to... a New York Times one. That's how sophisticated Dalton is. He is from. He's not doing People magazine. He's right? from New York. Right. Yeah. And so Hank realizes, okay, serenity, serenity now, <laughs> serenity now. He goes back up. Man, look. And he can't even get the look man outright. So he goes, look, gentlemen, you fucked up. It's too long. Look, man. Okay. Right. So he tries to get him down again. Gets shoved back, and then he pull the the uh, fucking dirt ball pulls a knife out. Always a switchblade in, in play. Right, that's the sleaziest blade you can ever have. That is the sleaziest blade. That's why we outlawed them. Right. This is where Dalton decides, like, all right, you know, this is day one, baby steps. So yep. he steps in, and he easily catches the knife. Right. Grabs the guy by the back of the head, slams it, breaks the little wooden table. Somehow the girl is still dancing on it, even though it's shattered. <laughs> Because she is. Exploded, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was just floating there. And then he pulls him up, and as he's pulling him up, Patrick Swayze does a little hair flip. And that was <laughs> I was like, Murray's gonna hate that. I, I wasn't blocked it out. I yeah. was so offended by it because I don't remember that at all. Yeah. But yeah, it would offend me. He pulls him up and it's almost in slow motion. He does a little hair flip and then looks back <laughs> down. It was like, oh no, that's that's very cringy. <laughs> It was bad. That was the bad moment of this yeah. movie. And so everybody is just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then Cody finished up a song. Were they more amazed by the ass kicking or the hair flip? Hair flip. Okay. So uh, everybody is just like, who the fuck is that? And Cody finishes up a song. That's Dalton Castle, everybody. <laughs> Dalton Castle? <laughs> Wait, whoops. It's B. Dalton. It's B. Dalton, everybody. <laughs> And the B might might stand for badass. So this is where we find. Well, I mean, we just had an intense scene. We need to bring it down a little bit. Right. So we go to the fuck closet. Right. No. Yeah. Because Dalton's got to get some more booze for the bar, and we see Steve pounding on that fucking underage girl. Oh, Steve. No. She wasn't twelve. This was she was sixteen. Okay. She was, uh, age, she was of age of consent. Okay. In, In Missouri. Missouri. In Missouri. In Missouri. He might have to marry her when he's done. But very fucked up. So he's just got her bent over a table, banging her. And then Dalton's like, you're out, Steve. That's it. We can't have this. I'm on my break. Yeah. Well, when you're off your break, you're out. What? And he just fucking fumes and pouts his way out. So some amount of time passes here. The bar has cleared out. Dalton is reviewing after a long day. He's been... You know, first day was full-on observation. Today was 50-50 observation and everything. He's complimenting people. Hank, great fucking job. You were very Positive cool reinforcement. Positive reinforcement. Exactly. He's 
He, he realizes the people who are going to work with him and make this bar a better place. And so he's, you know, trying to, con- right. you know, get him, get him pepped up. And he's like, Pat, you are fucking gone. You've been skimming off the top. I, and he goes into a whole fucking soliloquy here. I, I don't remember. But he has it all broken down. Every time you hand out 100 milliliters of fucking liquor, you are taking 10 milliliters off each top. That 10 milliliters would be about $1.50. You yeah. have taken... He 150 does, he does shots. Tim calculating, and he's like, "That's got to be at least 100 gallons of fucking." He goes full whi- Rain Man whiskey a fucking night, and we can't run a bar throwing 100 gallons of whiskey away. And so we got Tillman here, and his fucking jaw is just dropped because he's like, "How did you do that math?" He's like, "The perfect investment That's was right. Dalton." That's right. So Dalton is just like, "You're fired, and your severance pay is us not charging you for all that booze you stole." Right. So find the midnight train and walk. And Tillman's got a shitty and Grand Dalton goes, whoa, 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 whoa. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Miho. Miho. All right. So Dalton, he heads out. Great move getting that beater because his car is trashed. The fucking windshield's busted out. Tires slashed. I don't know. No, that was a later scene. But yeah, his car is just Fucking antennas bent. Yeah, they really focused on He was really like... Showing off that it was Ben in a 90. Yeah, it's really offensive. You don't, you don't slash a man's tires. You don't bend his antenna. You don't bend his antenna. So he goes back home. He's reading some philosophy or some shit. Right. He's reading some Ayn Rand. I don't know what. I don't even know what light he has here. Well, no, he moonlight. actually did have light. Oh, moonlight, moonlight of course. <laughs> the, the only way you read is a philosopher. He might have had a lantern. I don't know. He did. He said he didn't have no electricity, but he actually does. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe Dalton hooked yeah. it up. Old-fashioned electricity. Fire. He's got a potato with some, <laughs> and he's like pedaling a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and what right across the river is Brad having a party. I guess apparently Morgan and Steve and uh, Pat aren't too angry because they're partying over at Brad's. Oh, that's what he noticed over there. Yeah. I didn't notice. They're throwing topless girls into the pool. That's right. Having a great old time. Some big new uh, lurch-looking motherfucker. O'Connor. O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, what's his name? Brad is like, this motherfucker cost me $400. He's all excited about having this new tall guy in town. I don't know. <laughs> they don't have tall people in this town, so they're excited about this. Guy could, this guy could strip for Chippendales. That's how tall he is. <laughs> We're going to open up a Chippendales next to the J.C. Penny. <laughs> He's just thinking about dollars and cents. That's right. Anyways. We're going into the next morning because Dalton, he turns off his light. He's like, hey, I'm not going to win this fight. I'm a philosopher. I'm going to bed. Right. And he wakes up, and he's all groggy, reaches for the cigarettes because, of course, it's a smoking movie. And Carrie found out where he lived. Yeah. Apparently, she goes to the same library and saw the same fucking <laughs> trying to run out of hayloft. Yeah, well, she was, yeah, she saw that it was taken off. She's like, oh, I guess somebody, this is a small town. It is a small town. There's eight establishments. That's, how, that's why how amazing it is there's a JCPenney's. That's how, it's so small, but they got a JCPenney. They got a JCPenney. And it's not a small one. No. It's, it's a not. normal size JCPenney, yes. everybody. They have men's, women's, children's. Yeah. They even have hardware. They even have hardware. So she's got a treat for him some coffee and. Griff thought it was some hash browns. I thought it was a donut. It was some foul thing on top of the, the coffee. That's right. All right. This is where we get, I was going to say a nice shot, but it's not a nice shot. No, we it get, isn't. I was thinking maybe, just maybe, this was uh, Patrick doing a solid for his brother Don, and he had done <laughs> butt double for him. <laughs> it had to be. and Because he wanted to get a SAG card, and he thought, he, t- he when he heard SAG card, he was like, 
You want my ass to be saggy? Because yes. he had Hank Hill ass. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. It, it was, wasn't impressive. It was Hank Hill ass. It was not impressive. Do no. your squats. Come on. You know, right. you got to get a little bit more bump in that hump. Right. Like, John Cletus laughs at that ass. I mean, we really need to hand this off to an expert like Abra because she told us that she watched this movie in a routed crowd <laughs> full of women. Horny women. But Horny they wanted women. Man of the Hour, the Tower of Power, Sam Elliott. Oh, they were there for Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe sense. they weren't. But then when they saw that fucking pancake ass. Yeah. And then they saw that hair flip that that Sam did a million times in the movie. Oh, yeah. They got, they swerved. They got that switched. voice, that fucking Flipped. rock star hair. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, man. Are we going to Dan Campbell now? <laughs> yeah, man. I drink a lot of coffee. I bite No, he didn't have his nose isn't red. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's a good one. So, yeah. So she's just talking about, you know, hey, they're pissed off. Yeah. All these guys, you got fired. And he's like, I don't fucking give a shit, you know? This is my job. It's what I do. Right. Why would they be upset about that? Why? Cause do your job and you're cool with me. I she's mean, giggling he's... over the whole Pat firing. You don't know what you got yourself into. And she's also just fucking over the moon that she got to see his ass. Yeah. Because he had to walk across the whole room. Yeah, when you're living in Jasper, that is a nice ass for Jasper. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, what other ass? We got Red's ass. That's the saggiest, pancakiest ass right. in town. Morgan. Well, talking on. about saggy asses. Brad. Brad, who just thinks he only this is called Big Fish Small Pond because he runs. Think about that. Think about that. This yeah. is a philosophical movie. Yeah. He literally lives on a small pond. Exactly. Metaphors. Yeah. I get was, him that now. Was, that was meant. So he he's just he's just rocking out to some like soul music or something. Some white old white guy shit, boomer yeah. music. And he's just weaving in and out of traffic because he owns this town, Jasper. Yeah. And our boy fucking Dalton's going going back to work. And Has to swerve off the road right. to miss him and, narrowly. And Brad doesn't even notice. He's like, whatever. This is my world. You all live in it. Right. Exactly. So Dalton heads straight over to Red's place because that's the hardware automotive store. Yeah, the automotive store. Right across the street, by the way. To From double the double deuce. deuce, yeah. Yeah. They, and... We're, we're saying streets and everything, dirt roads. Yeah. Everything here, you see tumbleweeds rolling. It's yeah. all that. Well, it's, it's the early days of the double deuce. All right. They get paving later on. It, this is amazing because you literally see the town get electricity. <laughs> you see the town get streets. Indoor plumbing. Indoor plumbing. No more outhouses. All yeah, we forgot to mention that Dalton is shitting in a bucket and just like dropping it down like a, like a pulley system. <laughs> and Emmett is like, oh shit, do you have corn tonight? <laughs> He's feeding it to the horses or the pigs or whatever. <laughs> Damn it. Pigs would eat shit. Because they say pigs and shit. <laughs> pigs and shit. So, yeah, he meets our boy Red, who owns the automotive shop. Right. He's worried that, that uh, what's what's his face? Uh, Brad's going to get an auto zone coming yeah. in. So. That's right. He, that's Okay. So as he walks in, Brad's goons are actually in Red's store. Right. And Jimmy's here. We haven't met Jimmy yet. No. But Jimmy is your favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting because he's he's gay, or at least bisexual. Well, he's yeah, he, he's a uh, prison gay. Yeah. I, yeah. Well he doesn't He's gay for the stay, is what they say. He's very impressed by fucking men. Yeah. And he does wear a bandana in his back pocket, which I yeah. know the code, I had to look it up because I forgot the color coding <laughs> system. But Well, that's why we gotta do uh what's that movie? Uh Cruising someday. Yeah, so cruising. We can go through all the codes. Codes. Because he does have the bandana in his pocket, and I'm pretty sure it's the one that symbolizes I'm a top. I thought that was that necklace he wore. 
The shark tooth necklace? Was it a shark? I don't know what it was. It was ugly, big, chunky. I is. thought that was him trying to say, I'm from Florida. Because when <laughs> I went to Florida as a kid, shark tooth necklaces everywhere. Is that before the puka shells came that in? That was before puka shells, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so they walk in, they do an eye lock scene and everything. Game recognizes game. game yep, exactly. The fucking goons beat it. And, you know, Dalton has a nice line in there like, what do they take you for? Well, just about everything each month. Right. 10%. He's got their skip. It's the, it's the old protection scheme thing. Right. We don't learn a whole lot about it right now, but they're yeah. going to keep it focused on this interaction here. He's like, do you want to stay on like the credit system here or do you want to come in a la carte one at a time? Dalton's like, I'll come in one at a time. Right. So, right, so right now he just buys a new antenna. Yeah. Five dollars. Five dollar new antenna. He's Not like, bad deal. All right. He's asking Red, how do he's you? Like, he's like, AutoZone, I could get it for four. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. They shut down the small business. That's right. Uh, Dalton here even gets a little, we get a, uh, as the audience, we get a little act, uh, bit of backstory on the town and everything. Do right we at- see the photo of uh, Elizabeth? We do. Okay. It's so we- right up in the background there. Yeah. yeah. He notices that. He, he notices a blonde woman. Yeah, and if you have a sharp eye like you do, on the first watch, you notice that. Laserdisc. Well, Laserdisc. It does do these graphics where it like points out small details in the <laughs> yeah. background and like zooms well, in. Well, I just, I just randomly say enhance, and then it just enhances shit. <laughs> uh, but there's a great conversation here where he's like, how did you end up in this town? Well, I married an f- ugly woman. <laughs> yeah, fell in love with an ugly woman married. Never do that. It'll drain you. I am a horrible human being now because I married an ugly woman. I hate my life. And she left me for an uglier man. Now they're having ugly children. Oh, so why are you still in town? Because I married an even uglier woman. This is some red-green humor right here. Red-green? You didn't know red-green? No. He was actually Canadian, but oh, that's probably why I he, don't know. he had a lot of that hillbilly humor. And this is what oh, this, this is. is I, Jeff Foxworthy. I go for Jeff you know Foxworthy for my hillbilly humor. That works a lot better, yeah. Jeff Foxworthy. If you had Jeff Foxworthy, the role is red. It would have been so much better. <laughs> it would have been awful. <laughs> we would, You would have been like. He I, would do like 10 minutes of his You Might Be a Redneck thing. If you pay $5 for an antenna. You know what? You might be They a actually resisted that urge. And they were like, you know what? This movie's two hours already. Yeah. Let's make it shorter by not having Jeff Foxworthy do a 10-minute set. All right, so we now we establish a relationship between Red and Dalton. Yep. Cut to, we're back at the farm. Emmett's like, hey there, big city slicker. I noticed you've got New York license plates well, on this Yeah, car. no, uh, Emmett's just sneaking oh. around. He looks under the fucking... Uh, yeah, he's totally like, he's like sniffing his underwear. He's like doing a lot of creepy... He's putting in glory hole, like peep booth and shit. He's noticing his little fucking uh, perpetual motion machine that he uses to sh- uh, you get his lights going and everything. Right, well, that's pretty impressive. It is, actually. Yeah. And for Emmett, you know, a hillbilly, he's like, what the fuck, powered? I thought they only had that at J.C. Penney's. Uh, <laughs> and then he looks outside, and there is our man, Dalton, doing some Tai Chi. Yeah, he's zen as fuck, dude. Zen as fuck. And not only those is... Those awful sweatpants he was wearing. He was with the worst With the sweatpants. lace front, like yeah. he laced shut. Awful, awful. Yeah. There was a shirt he was wearing later in the movie. He had the slacks, and then it looked like a top for a karate gi. Yes! Yes! It was like a button-down shirt, but it it didn't button down. It like folded it like a karate gi. It over. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm pretty Tucked sure, in. I'm 99% sure that was the top he wore to... He just had a fight with Doc or uh, Elizabeth, and he was like, I got to get her back. And he wore that top to do it. Yeah, that impresses, that impresses women in Jasper. So anyways, what we're getting that's at. That's exotic. That's the Chinese <laughs> shirt. That's right. Well, they do have a yeah. Panda Express now, so they get yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. That's what the employees wear. 
uh, slacks and a gi top. Uh, so Emmett looks out, sees him doing the Tai Chi, and then we get the shot of Brad with it. He, well, he's got internet cash too because it's right. 89. So he's got his computer set up out on the deck. <laughs> wow. He's got I thought the, only Hawaii got that. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. He's got a blonde that we don't recognize quite yet because their back's turned to us, yeah. giving him a drink while he's making that internet cash. And he looks across and he just... I, I, did Brad do some time? Is he also prison gay? Because he's really, yeah, really into. Well, he, yeah, yeah, he's obviously done some time before. Yeah, he's a cuckster. Yeah, oh, definitely, because he sets up a, a scenario later yeah. on. Yeah, hundred percent cuckster. Yeah. yeah. So Dalton, day three. The bar's a little nicer now. There's no glass on the fucking gr- floor. Right. You see that in the back, they've actually put in new floors. Right. They got rid of the fucking chicken foyer. Yeah. It's just a, no chicken it's a real fucking stage. They have neon. Yes. It's not a banner anymore. That's classy, dude. Neon. You got neon. You got fucking play- You got people coming in and spending real money. Right. I know. I never go in any bar that doesn't have neon. All we do is go to neon. You know, oh, man. Speaking of neon and bars. Joe's going to be performing at the sanctuary mm. on Sunday gonna... night. It's like fuck, I can't go. Right. Lions game. Yeah, I got to see that Lions game. They well, need me. well, you know, we they could do you. Seattle could do you solid and win, and then it doesn't even. matter. I still want to watch the game because you know what's more important than getting spoiling, into playoffs. Spoiling uh, beating Rogers. Green Bay in Lambeau and spoiling. ruining Aaron Rodgers' career. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's more important. Anyways. All right, so uh, <laughs> Pat wants his job back. He's at the office. Yeah, they're in the office with Tillman, and he's like, "Do you know who I am? You know who my uncle is? His uncle is fucking Brad Weasley." We learned that in the Wesley. establishing party shot. Yeah, and he's just trying to strong arm Tillman into getting his job back with benefits on top of it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know who supplies the booze to this entire town?" He's holding out a nice shot of whiskey. There, you want this precious? Booze? I heard that you got some nice uh, clothes on layaway at the J.C. Penny. We could we could make that not happen. We could get it could shut down overnight if you don't you don't do what you're told. Those beautiful slacks might be on my slender. Sansa belt slacks, Griff. Sansa belt. Sansa belt. You don't need a belt. Yeah, Tillman will ruin you. Right. Uh, so, of course, Dalton's going to be like, yeah, we can find booze. So Pat's going to pull a knife, and that sets Dalton off. He's going into, you know, defense mode. He's going to throw him the fuck out of the bar. Well, and it yeah, do- literally. Yeah. It doesn't take very much effort to get Pat out of any situation because he's a scrawny little platy, right. splatty punk. Right, and he throws him through a plate glass window that overlooks the fucking uh, bar. Yep. And then another fight. There's a million fucking fights break out in this bar. Yeah. So this whole fight just breaks out in the office. Everyone's turned to watch. Cause it Banjo it, music playing in the background? It hasn't know. opened yet, but yeah, it's still Cody always with the soundtrack. <laughs> Cody's just waiting there for a fight to you know do the soundtrack. Because it fight. happened every night since he's been there. Every single In his day, residency. Four night. Yeah, it doesn't matter he if actually, the open or He not. was so impressed with what Dalton's doing, he re-upped his residency. He was ready to move on to the next podunk town. Yep. And he's like, no, I'm staying. I, he was, was going to go to wherever the hitcher like lives. Hitcherville? That, that world. Yeah. Hitcherville is a scary place. He's going to play a gas station. Yeah. It was Twilight. Well, there. <laughs> oh, no. You, the diner was the gas station. Yeah. So uh, he gets thrown out. And it turns out, you know, not only do we fatty Arbuncle on the good guy side, the bad guys yeah. also have their fatty guy. Uh, um, Anti-fatty. Anti-fat. <laughs> Anti-fat. 
so Antipat slashes uh, Dalton's side because he's got a big Bowie knife. Right. David Bowie knife. David Bowie knife. And yeah, so Dalton's got to get that looked. He can't even sew that up. Yeah. So he's like, I got to go to the hospital. They finish off all the trouble, and he heads straight over right. to the hospital. Of course he does. Yeah. And this is, for a reason, we got to have our meet cute. Right. With Elizabeth Clay. Was she wearing a tablecloth at this time? She was not. She was wearing a fucking white robe. Or not white robe. jacket. jacket. Yeah. yeah. That's how we know she's Her doctor. big old doctor glasses. Yeah, she's serious. And she had a braid. Of course. Because why? Because... We need to see her take the glasses off, flick the hair out, go, oh, my God, she's beautiful. Wait, this nerd is actually a fucking sexy 80s woman? Yeah, how can a woman be smart and beautiful? I, I don't get this. Not compute, does not compute. You can't bring That could make bacon. a robot explode. If you that see. can. Yeah, yeah, RoboCop actually would explode in this situation. So this, is the, this would be the Seagal scene where we learn how badass our hero is. Yeah. She, she's like... Because oh. Dalton carries around his medical records with him. This is true. Yeah. We learn a lot about Dalton here. He carries around his medical records. She says, that was actually a big help. I appreciate that. He's right. like, well, if you're in my line of business. But did you hate that they had so many uh, facts exposition in this scene? Did you, did you find this annoying? But this, well, this isn't, wouldn't you say this is a classic Seagal scene where we have to lay off the credentials? It, they it definitely I mean, is annoying. I mean, look, Dalton, right. Dalton has a mysterious past. I mean, I'm fine with like learning more about his past, right? But this was like this was like showed yeah. a badass. Our you got to do the exposition yeah. dump, and I yeah. feel like this was a better like this was at least a clever way of doing it. Yeah, okay. As opposed to the you know superior officer being like he's the greatest guy on the force, you know. Yeah. So I, I I'm okay with this, but yeah. She, Why does he bring his uh, report cards from, like, middle school, too? I don't know how well, to get that. Cause that's just, just so it can leave. Because he brings all this school history, including right. his degree from New York University. In? Philosophy. Yeah. Socrates, Socrates philosophy. And he, he humble brags. She's like, well, what kind of philosophy? Oh, I don't know. The, the, the thinking kind. I don't know. The don't, thinking kind. No big deal. I don't, I don't know. I got a degree. No big deal. I don't, no who big cares? Deal. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. So this is where, of course, she's just like, I mean, you seem to be in a lot of pain. What? Do you even feel pain? Pain don't hurt. Pain don't I was hurt. waiting for this to be hammered because all I ever know about this fucking movie is pain don't hurt. No, that's it. Yeah. First and last. This is what I appreciate about this movie, too. Yeah. That's the line. And if you were down looking at your notes, you might have missed it. Yeah. You might have missed it. And that's what's fucking beautiful. Because she's going to have to staple this thing shut. That's how fucking bad this wound is. You notice, didn't clean it at all. Nope. Blood is still on his side. Still blood. Yeah, she's impressed. But, so she's good for a Jasper hospital. I wouldn't. I don't think she would cut it fucking into Detroit hospital, let right. alone fucking the big city, right. Big Apple. So she's getting ready to staple it shut. Like you said, does not clean up the wound. Maybe she's into fucking uh, what, uh, Hellraiser or something. Well, she, yeah, really she did definitely. She's a sadist, and he's a masochist. Yes. They're, they're perfect for each other. They are perfect for each other. Because she literally got a staple. Not, it's not like the medical one. It's a staple. No. Stapler. Home Depot special. Yeah. Oh, it just got Red. one. It's just still got one from in. Reds. It's still from Reds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I would hope she'd buy her uncle's fucking, you know, exactly. staple gun. That's how we know it. That's She's like, you know, I love my uncle so much, I paid a dollar extra for the staple gun. I could have got, got it for fucking eight ninety nine at Home Depot. You hear a, Home Depot just open, thanks to Brad Wesley. That's right. She paid a dollar per staple. 
And she's even like, hey, I got some Panda Express in the back. Do you got some time? And she also notices, like, I couldn't help but notice the stitching you did on that wound on your arm. I like that. Continuity. Yep. They remembered he got cut just a few days ago because who? This is, not, this is another time paradox. I don't know how long he's been here, nope, but no you know. Do you ever win a fight, Dalton? Nobody wins a fight. Ooh, that philosophy. It's so thick. Yeah. He's, he's actually right like about that. Like the orange chicken yeah. sauce at yeah. Panda Express. Very she's thick. like, and then she's, yeah, it turns around. It, it turns around. So she's like, I want to hear some more that philosophizes than you do. Yeah. Come, come on. Come come back. I got some some of that low, low, low me ein. You can share it with. It. No. Maybe sometime you can drop by the double deuce and have a coffee he's with such me. Such a tease. Such a fucking tease. Of course, he wasn't wearing pants in this scene for some reason. So he gets up and shows her his ass. Better but we know pants. it's not impressive. No. She isn't impressed. She's not a local. Yeah, but that's what you do, Griff. When you think you're something you're insecure about. Wave your ass. Right. You Wave your ass. That's the white flag. I mean, his ass is very white. Yeah, very pale. Tan. Tan that thing. Yeah, he needed a tan. John Claude tans it. I could just imagine what Joe Coleman had to say about that ass. Oh. He would be. He'd probably walk out on us if he did this. With I us. know it would have been bad. That's why we couldn't invite him on. Yeah. Anyways, next day, Brad Stooges are licking their wounds. They're arriving at Brad's place, and they bring a goddamn monster truck. Yeah, this is such a podunk town being run by a millionaire that right. they can do whatever the he fuck they want. Probably isn't even he's 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 a podunk millionaire. He probably makes like fucking a hundred grand a year, you know, which is like back then would be like. Oh but my he God. draws big water, and he gets ten percent off of every business. Right. So that's his beak what? That's a lot. So they run up. He and- is fucking these guys. They're like they they're there to. Uh, to just apologize to Brad because Brad's fucking pissed. Because remember, the day before they went to Tillman and they were trying right. to strong arm, get Pat and back. We got job. O'Connor, the tallest man in Jasper. He's like, What do I pay you for? I pay you to be the tallest man in this city and to kick ass. You're weak. And then he punches him in the face and right. you bleed easy, boy. Can we just point out? I don't think people, if you haven't seen this movie, Brad is an 80 year old man. 80. This is our villain. Three weeks in a row, Ben Gazzara, 80 year old man. Three weeks in a row, we've had weak top villains. Yeah, it's bugging Bolsa me. Bolsa Doom, played by uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah. Well, he, I thought he was cool. But you, yeah. No, he was cool as yeah. shit. Yeah. It's 100% a pass yeah. there. Because uh, he was playing the mental game, which is how right. you get to Arnold. Right. And then you had, um, what's his name last week? Ninja Bot. I don't know what Ninja, the Ninja Bot was the top villain, McDaggett. though. McDaggett. CEO and McDaggett were the yeah. top two, and they both suck. Yeah. And now we've got this guy, this old I fuck. We're probably gonna keep that that trend going next going, week. Yeah, but okay, but it'll be fun. Okay. So okay, because in the movie we're gonna do, the villains are never allowed to have, get anything in. That's a little clue to what we're doing next week. Right. But we just learned that uh, beats the fuck out of O'Connor. You, right, and so, he believes Antifat was being honest when he apologized. So he lets him lets him live. Just so Connor. I thought he was going to have fucking Jimmy beat the fuck out of these guys. I thought so too, but they're saving Jimmy. They're not showing us what Jimmy's capable of, and I thought that was a good choice for this fucking movie. Anyways, so Dalton, of course, is going to be heading back over to Reds because we know he's got to keep a retainer there. He's got to get. He's got to get the windshield in. Though he's just on, you know, layaway or something. That's right, and not quite J.C. Petty layaway. (laughs) They he does better interest rate from Red though. That's better interest rate. That's true. And he doesn't get any J.C. Penny points, but it's okay no, it's because okay. it's an honest businessman. Who needs penny Small points? business. So as he's pulling up, 
Brad's goons are already in their car and they're leaving. They're giggling, so you know something's something right. bad happened. They Dalton walks inside and there's a big old mess. And this is where we learn about the math of the situation. Yeah, well, we they they just poked holes in all the oil fucking uh, cans or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a fucking mess. Clean up oil, but it is. So that would be us, that would not, be that would be the passive aggressive way to piss somebody off. Yeah. So we and we see red. Obviously, this has happened before because he's just like, Ugh, you know, got the mop out. He's like, yeah. what the fuck happened? What What does Brad take from you? Ten percent for the Jasper Improvement Society. That's way worse than the Jericho Improvement Society. God damn it. So it's like, oh, so it dawns on him. He's like, I got to take this motherfucker out. This guy's bad news. I like it's so hard. Even his philosophical brain can't figure it out, and he's smart enough to know it's ignorant to try to take this on by myself. I'm gonna call the greatest guru of my time and space, Wade Garrett. And then this is where the movie starts happening. First thing we see. Luxurious flowing mop of hair. I want to just go ahead and point out something real quick. Yeah. For a horny crowd of women, this yeah. is the perfect. You have an hour to sit, get yeah. drinks in this you. This movie's a tease, let alone Dalton. Yeah. Sit, get drinks in you, get all riled up. You know when Wade Garrett's coming, it's an hour in. You got time to get comfortable. You're getting drunk. Right. You're having fun. You're yelling at the you know the move the screen. This is how confident Sam Elliott was. We all know what Sam Elliott's known for. Voice. Mustache. Mustache. He let it, he 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 just went stubble beard. He's like, yeah. I'm not even gonna I didn't even notice it. Yeah. So I didn't notice it because he had that beautiful stubbly that is not even a five o'clock for him. That's a two o'clock. Right. He shaves ten times a day. <laughs> ten times. That's why he has that mustache. Exactly. He Sam Elliott, another guy. I hate mustaches. He can pull it off. I'm impressed. He's got the face for it. I I, I have to accept that. Tom Selleck, Sam Elliott. You're all right. So he's, I guess, did he fall on hard times? Because he's in some bar where they're having a wet (laughs) G-string, which I've never heard. No, I think this is his comfort zone. This reminds me of, uh, God, I was like 25 years, yeah, about sometime in the mid-90s. I went to see a band. We just the last band we saw, Merciful Fate. Mm. If you're not familiar with it, satanic heavy metal band. So what do you have on before King Diamond hits the stage? The fucking G-string dance contest. I've never. It was the first and last time I ever saw. I could totally see this if we're seeing Motley Crue or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, hair metal bullshit. So we're at the like the the Harpo's, which was the metal uh, club in Detroit. And I'm like, what is, I mean, nobody got naked or anything, but it was like girls were like, you know, just like yeah. in their G-strings dancing and, yeah. you know, it was just, it was just weird. That would be a very weird scene. It was yeah. like when we went to see Joe that one time and they had the yeah. one woman up there. That like, was great. I thought she was great. No, she was great. Yeah. I mean. She was doing the thing with the tassels. Yeah. And like spinning, spinning her tits. Spinning her tits and yeah, that was, yeah, it was impressive. It was I impressive it. and all that, but it was just yeah. like, oh, I did not expect this to happen. Yeah, it was weird. So that's what we're. Possibly missing out on by uh, not going to see Joe. That's uh, too bad. I would like to beat see some that again. ass on one or Sunday night. Yeah, no, he's been doing so much shows up in Canada and mm. just haven't been able to make it. Good. Anyways, we'll get there soon. So, best hair of the movie: Sam working the G string. This is contest. but this is the issue with long hair. Sam Elliott is constantly pulling it out of his face, and I know Aubrey's saying, "Fuck you, Tim. Fuck you." That's what I want to see. Here, what? Well, no, here's the thing: I have. Uh, 
I know what this world is because I had <laughs> when I was a teenager, punk rock teenager, I decided I was going to do the uh dancing uh devil's lock. You did. Yeah. This is New to me. So, I think I told you this before. So I was growing my bangs out. So I had about, like, right Oh, about, my God. <laughs> right? Like, I looked like, if you want, like, a picture, the Danzig on the cover of the Sam Hain Initium album. It was, like, right, like, above my lip. The oh bangs got that far God. down. I usually, like, had it slicked back. Yeah, of but course. I came, and one day, because I was playing a lot of basketball, and I was constantly having to fucking, I was like, yep. I came to my senses that, what am I doing? What are you doing? And I cut it. Finally caught it. You didn't get the hair tie or anything to hold no. it back. No, no, I would never. No. Yeah. So I know what Samuel is going through, but it, I mean, his, his I, my hair wouldn't touch the beautiful thick mane that he has. They got the lighting perfect for this yeah. scene. So we immediately see him working his craft. He's got a bar full of veterans, I did, fresh out of the yeah. Golf War. What eighty nine? No, no. Golf War happened a couple years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what war, but they're, they're just on leave. There's an air, there's yeah. bases everywhere. Yeah. yeah, they're in their fatigues and everything yeah. at the wet G and he, he said, First of all, thank you for your service. Yes. And then he just whooped their ass because they weren't respecting these ladies with these awful fucking implants. Ugh, right. they were just the worst. There was those painful ones. So he attends to his call and he's talking shop with Dalton. Dalton's telling him, "Have you ever heard of a guy named uh, Brad Wesley?" No, brother, can't say I have. Did you get yourself in some trouble? Where are you even at these days? Yeah, it was weird because I'm thinking this is a scene where he asked Wade to come up, but he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Because he's in a laundromat talking to, to Wade. Just advice. That's all he wants. That's like that's the guy he learned how to cool from. Right, exactly. He said, and that's why I thought his role was perfect for this movie. And he apprentice cooled. Exactly. Yeah, under had, Wade. You can't just become a cooler. <laughs> well, maybe Wade did, but it's like... You, you know, why put in all the time and effort if you can just learn from somebody? That's that's a very real thing to do, Adam Page. So they're just, they're talking, like you said, talking shots. Look here, mijo. I got a fucking G, way G-string contest going on. I gots to go. And he's like, well, thanks, Yanks. You know, I just, it's just nice hearing your voice, Wade. We'll get, we'll, can, we'll, we'll meet up on later on. So now, of course, Dalton, after talking to his fucking hero, he's just Full of fucking energy. His smile is brighter and everything. He's got a lady nearby who might be wearing a Are fucking. Are saying he tabletop. lost his smile? I'm not saying that. I'm just okay. saying that you know, work is hard. Yeah. You know, he's got a big mission in front of him, and hearing Wade's voice put a smile on his face. That's all. Right. And so it, it was just that moment when you hear that you know your favorite customer gave you a hundred dollar tip or something. He's just elated right now. So he's going back over to the bar where he hangs out for double his coffee. Dues. Doubled in size. Yeah, double, double. The parking lot is paved now. Fucking handicap parking and everything. Right. So I mean, we haven't even seen the exterior of this place because Denise is so fucking horny. And now that Denise Dalton is the is, super trashy. Yeah, chick super trashy earlier. chick. And now that Dalton has got this fucking huge energy, she's just like, I can't take it anymore. You need to take me home. You need. I won't even ask you to eat my pussy. I just wow. need to see your penis so bad. I've been hearing tales about your pancake ass, and I got to see it for I got to see it. C- Carrie's been tattling everywhere. And Dalton hits her with, I'm shy. Right. So He's a cock tease. This is where trouble starts brewing because Jimmy shows up and pulls Denise away. Right. And at first you think it's because 
this is Jimmy's girl. Right. Yeah. It is not. Well, I think it seems like she's everybody's girl later on. That's true. Which cause what? Because we'll learn what Brad's specialty, what his his kink is. Right. So yeah, drags her out, and then some uh, some minor goons come in. We see one guy. Clearly has a boot knife in his, his cowboy boot. And Dalton goes into Steven Seagal vision and goes, knife boot, right. Keep an eye on that. Right. Even though it comes complete, it immediately comes into play. Right. The fight just breaks out. Yeah. And they handle their shit. They take it outside. Yep. Exactly what he told them. See, right. the story unfolds perfectly. Because they're learning the lesson slowly. They take their lumps, but they took this fight outside just as Dalton taught them. Right, and they kick ass, and they kick so much ass. Uh, Elizabeth, who just happened to be showing up and is standing on that porch, just happened to be. Yep, just happened to be wearing her tabletop dress. <laughs> yes, she notices it, and she's she's a little turned on by that. She she wants to pretend to be the sophisticated type, but yeah. she's from fucking Jasper. She has right. gone to the mud shows plenty of times. She likes violence. She loved grip. stapling him. They all do. Sadist, masochist. Yeah. You said it, and it's true. Right. So she's like biting her lip and everything, and he's like, oh, hey, Elizabeth. Doc, as he calls her. Yep. I know what's her name called him, Doc. I didn't notice that Dalton actually called He did called call her Doc. her Doc. Oh, okay. Well, he's probably copying Wade. It might have been. Because Wade, is how, 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 yeah, how good a friend are they? Because Wade puts the moves on her like almost immediately. But we'll, we'll get into that later. Wade's, uh, yeah, Wade's definitely. He wades into the water. Anyway, so they're going to go, you know, the bar just apparently closes because we just followed them and they go out. And well, he's, everything's like he's, he, he, he's like, my baby boys have become men. Like, he, they didn't really need me. Yeah. I can take, I now I can step away for a couple hours. Right. So they go over to an all night diner. By the way. Okay. Keith, the great Keith David wasted as the new bartender. He's this black bartender. No lines. You you didn't recognize him, but you will recognize him when I say he's the black guy from the thing, the bald guy. Mm. But he had hair in this one. Keith David's great. He was wasted. He should have had at least a line or two. Something, yeah. even if it was just complimentary. He just hands a phone Dalton. to Dalton once. Yeah. He made some coffee. That's all he yeah. does. It, all, you're yeah. right. All he did. But he yeah. even then, he shined because I did notice him. Yeah. He stood out. And I was like, what, this guy's in Jasper? Yeah. It's like no, it's like Detroit. There are no black people in the South. Griff. Come on, <laughs> it wouldn't be in a honky tonk bar. That's for damn sure. But yeah. So they go out for coffee, of course. Uh, Some diner. Yeah. Liz has all kinds of co- questions about him and his philosophy, where he's coming from, and everything. And he's like, "What? How do you deal with all these people? Like, uh, I mean, who are the worst people? What are the best people? And I don't know. What kind of danger do you get yourself into?" Well, look, the ones looking for trouble are actually no problem. It's the ones that are ready for trouble. you got to look out for. Oh, oh, and you see her just snapping on a biscotti because they had those all over Jasper. <laughs> they just got them in. Yes. Thanks to they Brad was more, more important than people think he was. Yeah. I would say, fuck Dalton. I want Brad to run my town because so, I want that fucking, I want that Dairy Queen. Exactly. Dairy <laughs> Queen? Are you kidding me? Blizzards. Are they going to get a real Dairy Queen with the burgers and the chicken yeah, tenders too? Yeah, eat inside Dairy Queen. Not the fucking, like, the, the one you just walk up to. Yeah. You could the eat, restaurant? You dine inside. Woo! Yeah. That's the, that's, They're putting Jasper on the map. Yeah. They need a Kid Rock, though. <laughs> Don't we all need a Kid Rock? <laughs> that, if they did it now, Kid Rock would have been Cody's role. 100%. Yeah. 
So, oh my God, I hate that. That image just. <laughs> it would have, you know, it would have. No, you're right. Yeah. So, you know, of course, Dalton's got to play hard defense. Murray's favorite kind of basketball. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, hey, I'm not that nice of a guy. And as he finishes his sentence, he turns and stops a hobo <laughs> behind him from falling out of his chair because he's too drunk. And she's like, I never said you were a nice guy. This is what's planting seeds for, I think, a more interesting movie than we got. Oh, interesting. Because we are, because until now, we always thought Dalton, calm, cool, and collected. Now we're learning he does have a dark side. He has a yes, violent, right. dark side. And right. I mean, that intrigued me. I'm like, I like that. They need to go more into that. They need to lean into that. Yeah. They don't really do you that. You don't like how they leaned into it. Okay. They, no, they, I don't like that they didn't lean into it. So after he's done hinting and she's done, you know, getting kind of sexy with it and everything. He pays off the bum's tab. Pulls out a big wad, which you do in front of a lady. Rips, flips it off. A couple His magnum hundreds. condom falls on the floor. <laughs> right. Eight of them. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to need this tonight. That was a 12-pack. <laughs> four missing. I did the math. <laughs> no, it really spells it out for her. I fucked four women well, in Jasper. She, yeah, she's, she's from Jasper. She might be a doctor, but she's still from Jasper. She probably would have been... Tr- Never mind. That was awful. So they head back to his car because they're riding in her Jeep. They go back to the Double D. That's right. A fucking stop sign's been thrown through the windshield. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like Everything's one. fucked up. He's He, he rolls with it. He's like, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to have to you know, change out all my tires. I'm sure you wouldn't want to help an ugly guy like me get his car back into shape. And she's like, who says you're ugly? They like kiss a little yeah, bit. A little yeah. chase, a little peck. He yeah. kisses her hand, calls her my lady. My lady. And then we go to the next morning. The goons pick up Dalton, who's just trying to get back to Emmett's place. That's all he's trying to do. Right. It was a long night of getting his car in shape to drive back home. Right. Wants to sleep it off. They want him to see Brad, though. Mr. Wesley wants to see you. So, of course, they go, just around the pond. Right. So they take him there in the chopper. Wait. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> Gas means nothing. Yeah. It did back then. It was like a dollar a gallon back Scares then. Scares the horses, too. Yeah, two for one. That's right. We get there. I got I to gotta agree with Brad. The music playing was awful. I agree with Brad It was that Denise. Got to keep fit if you want to keep your your job. But we yep. notice she's got a black eye now. And she notices that Dalton notices. Right. Because she cowers from him. Makes her to hide right. that face. So now we're feeling a little bad for Denise. It looked a lot like when our our, our favorite wrestler, Ronnie Garvin, got lit up like the challenger. Well, she did run into a door. Yeah, that might have been it. And we see Brad in his like eating his breakfast. He got a Bloody Mary out. He's got the computer next to him. Right. He's got his Bloody Mary. He's Offers got... one to Dalton. Dalton goes, no, thank no, you, thank sir. You. He stands in the background. He won't even sit at the same right. table. All right, so that's the tension we're dealing with here. This is where Brad's going to open up a little bit about more. We that. learned that he was partners with uh, Al Capone because he's still fucking old. Yeah. He's like, I'm from Chicago. Ain't I'm not so different from you. I'm from Chicago. This he, is a Chicago like, accent. Hot dog. See that pickle, Murray. that greasy pickle on it? He's I like, got, I'm sorry. We were talking Chicago, and I just put, I just yeah. got an episode ready because everybody quit my job. So I've been <laughs> putting more YouTube So you officially up. did that? Yeah, I did actually okay. do that. Yeah. I thought you were just talking Mo- about it. No, uh, Monday is my last it. day. Okay. And then I'm a free man again. We're going to be cooling in the South. This might be our last episode. We might just go to Jasper and become coolers. That's, That's right. That's right. Me and Murray. Somewhere there's got to be a honky-tonk that needs to be fixed up. We have nothing to live for. We could just true. go out <laughs> right. and be coolers. No responsibilities. And this nothing. becomes the Golden Cooler podcast. No. 
the podcast is over. Oh, we're, we're done? We're just going to move on to just fixing up honky tonks. Interesting. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, but what was I saying? Chicago. Chicago. I put up Invasion USA, and right there in the little notes, Griff's. Chicago accent <laughs> bit. <laughs> and I was oh like, my god, we ruined that movie with that bit. I know. Did you just cut it out. Oh no, cut it out. I was like, oh shit, I should go oh, cut this that, out. That's gonna kill our momentum that we've had on YouTube. I know, and I was just oh like, no, god. I'm gonna leave it in there. Please tell me how fucking cringy because I hope we get so much hate comments. I know. That. Early, early, early on, everybody yeah. was trying to be because this was like twenty episodes in. It was yeah. really early. If that, yeah. everyone was being very supportive of everything, and everyone was like, "Griff, no, <laughs> no." I remember doing it. It was rough. It was. Bet, but that was our fault. Sometimes. We try to wing it, and we just fuck up. And that, yeah. that, that's what improvisation is, people. Sometimes you fail. Yeah. So all you people that, like, script your shit, don't no. do that. No. Just don't be afraid to just fucking fall on your face. And believe me, we fell on our face. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We say. were a couple baby birds, and yeah. here we are as majestic fucking, I not know. eagles, because they screech like bitches. We're right. hot. That's why we've That's why we gotten so great. Yeah. It's called practice. That's why often in our summer episodes, you can hear red-tailed hawks in the background. Right. And you can hear them. Right. They want to fuck us because we sound so like like Fox. How do you think I attract Caleb? <laughs> That's all I did. I showed up and just fed her like it. a spit some food in her mouth like Eventually, a baby bird. We worked up to that. Baby you know? burden is that his kink. Baby, baby burden. burden. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah, we learned that he's from Chicago. Offers those greasy pickles. And, uh, Dalton. Right. Dalton's like. When I spent some time in Detroit, I learned the way to have a hot dog is chili mustard and onions. Do you have any of that? And he's like, I don't eat that shit. Fuck Detroit. God, that's fucking bullshit. Bring that into my town. So this is where he just starts humble brags. You notice that? You notice that fucking Lane Bryant that just came in? That was me. I own this town. I own all the people in it. And nothing gets done in this town without me. I'm bringing in a little guy named Guy Fieri. You probably never heard of him. World <laughs> class chef. And I need somebody to bounce for his bar. <laughs> I want to hire you, Dalton. I hear you're the best. I'm not for sale. Boom. Even if I give you a million dollars. Not even that. Whew. He just walks in. He's like, oh, well, I heard about something that happened at Memphis yeah. that you were involved with. And we're like, ooh, intrigued. What happened in Memphis? Memphis? Are you saying that you Dalton left? Did he, did he talk about like does it left the body or did he just say Memphis? I don't remember. Oh no, he there's... just insisted Memphis, and you were in court and you were convicted. Was and... he convicted? Uh, no. I thought it was self defense. It so was self defense. Yeah. He got off. He was convicted. Yeah. Well, oh no, convicted is the wrong word. Right. I forget right. the jury words. You were just arrested. Arrested. You were acquitted. Acquitted. Thank you. Because he went to trial, but they yeah. ended up giving him self defense. So we're hearing the story from uh, one side here, and he's like, you know, if you don't want this to show, you know, make it back into the light of day, then maybe you should work for me. No way, buddy. Dalton won't sell out, though. He's Tai Chi man. He's a he philosopher. Made, he made a deal with Tillman, and he's going to see it through. I really feel like we should. Well, no, that doesn't work at all. Never mind. That night. The bar is tripled in size. Guys are wearing uniforms now. It is a fucking chain restaurant now. <laughs> yes. A lot of flair on their fucking outfits. There's flair. 
We yeah. even see the outside. Yeah. And they redid it. It looks like a Texas roadhouse. It looks like a bubblegum uh, sh- sh- shrimp shack. Yeah. 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 Bubblegum shrimp shack. They did have, they've got, they've got fucking flat screens everywhere. Everywhere. And it's all playing the Classy. same trivia, uh, yeah. you know, bullshit channel. <laughs> yeah. They got the little fucking things for yeah. you to beep in on. Yeah. Yeah. They got weird. Class. They got daiquiris with really catchy names and all right. that Right. They, they got umbrellas now for the drinks. Umbrellas. Yeah. And we see that the clientele reflects their umbrella drinks. Right. People are dressing up now. They're wearing their best cowboy boots and That's everything. That's right. That's right. But not everything's great because the supply chain of booze is running thin. We heard about right. this from Pat. We, yeah, we, we heard about this from Keith David. This is the one line he gets. He's like, we're running low on whiskey. Yeah. Well, Pat threatened them, and then you're right. Keith yeah. reinforced it. Right. And so Dalton's like, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. Because Tillman's like, oh, my God, I finally got this beef turned around, and I ain't got nothing to give anybody. So apparently Dalton's got to head out to take care of this. And mm. as he's walking out, Liz is there in her Jeep and her do- doily fucking dress. It looked like, you know, when you go to an yeah, old folks home some or something. Gypsy outfit, some kind of Stevie Nicks thing going on. Very strange. But she's got her nips hard and fucking tight for this. And so Dalton reads nipples. I know what this situation is. Would you like to go back to my place, madame? Yes, she would. Okay. But Murray... He lost the force for the nipples because lurking in the background is a monster truck. That's right. I think Jimmy and one of the goons is watching. They're fucking spying and trailing them. In a monster truck. Right. In a monster truck. Well, that's normal in Jasper. Like Everyone has a monster truck. What's the glaring issue with this? I don't know. Why do they need to follow him home? They know where he lives. <laughs> They want to make sure that they went home. Because they want to give Dalton the benefit of a doubt. I suppose. Benefit of adult. Benefit of the Dalton. Be Dalton, of course. So they go back to the hayloft. They want a little roll in the hay, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Dalton does. like Yeah. Unless it's a battery-operated radio, you, you're right. He did invent electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling because you. Because he has, and it's like the old time 1930s fucking radio. It's an adorable scene. He puts on some rock and roll, and he looks over, and he's got a shit face on. And Gigi he, Allen, does that turn you on? Yeah. Do you no. like shit feces? <laughs> I mean, you're a sadist. 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 And she's like, no. Then what do you do if you're like a boomer? You put on that soul music. Oh, oh I like you, but ho. That's romantic. My, yeah, it's my favorite Lead Belly song. I like your butthole. <laughs> and yeah, it gets her in the mood. All right, Swedes and scale. What was? What's it out of? Is it out of five or ten? Out of ten. Out of ten. Because mm. we get all right. I will give Dalton points. Doesn't even kiss her. Immediately goes for the pants. Undoes his pants. Well, she undoes his pants. He pulls down her fucking unattractive granny pants, 80s awful lingerie era. Yeah, yeah, it was. And just picks her up, mounts her on his dick, and kind of fucks her. So the first time I was in the fog when I was watching this, I was somewhere you else. Haven't had, you haven't seen a sex scene in a long time. I was right. Robocop, no sex scenes. You're right. But we did watch, uh, what's it called recently? Two weeks ago, and that had a better sex scene in it. We gave it I gave yeah. it a pretty high mark on the speeds and scale. <laughs> yeah. No, I got lost. I saw. I lost uh, the the the, the nips for the forest. The like stone. No, I know, but I'm going again. 
I lost the stonework for the fireplace here yeah. because I saw a fireplace. I didn't. <laughs> you can't have a fireplace in a hayloft. Yeah. I could, but it... We went back and reviewed it right before we recorded <laughs> yeah. because I gave this a high mark, and then yeah. I went back because I was like, fuckable music, uh, doilies, uh, coasters. Sexual for their choreography. Butts. Uh, you know, I thought it was like this great, like aggressive and soft. No, and that, no, 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 no. This is easily a three out of ten. I give it two. I was, and I'm being generous. I only gave it some because it was clearly Don Swayze's hands, and Don Swayze <laughs> has the better hands, and you see those hands lift her. We right. know Patrick does not have the leverage to do that yeah. type of maneuver. Right. That's also why. Well, we see Patrick's butt a little bit, but again. When I went back well, and reviewed I it, Don is six feet. Yeah, you that's need right. that extra. Three you gotta inches. have the leverage. Yeah. yeah, even though she weighs a hundred pounds, you gotta have the leverage. Right. Uh, Lift with your legs. The other thing that bothered me about it, of course, of course, you know this bothered me about it. Wait, bothered me about it? No, what I <laughs> no, what bothered me about it? Sweater vest. He was wearing a sweater vest as he's fucking her. Yes. I didn't know. He, I did notice the sweater vest. I didn't know it was this scene. Yeah, but that was offensive. It was that was very. That's a very you know friends look. That is a very friends. That's Ross. Like a white t shirt with a sweater vest. Baggy white t shirt with a baggy sweater, like creamy white beige uh, sweater vest. Yeah. If you want to see Ross. Fuck anything. <laughs> then this is what you no, want to I don't want to see Jantler yeah. fuck anything. So I imagine Aubrey will back us up on this, of course. Oh, she always backs us up. She's our only female friend. This is the worst fucking scene ever. Yeah. It only gets good after they're done. And so you get a three out of ten for the fuck scene. And I give it I give it like a few points for the after uh, fuck when she when uh Elizabeth gets up and you see yeah. like, you know, her butt. Yeah, I'll give her like I'll give him like a point or two for that, and then they're both naked on the rooftop. Yeah, because he's just sprawled out naked on the roof, smoking a cigarette. And there's something great about that. Okay, I I don't know. I just thought that was kind of unique. <laughs> Fucking on a roof, yeah. You don't see. Well, that that's why they sell the Airbnb, Murray. Up on the roof, fucking. So. Well, that, that you know what? That's probably why Brad hates Emma so much because he wants to buy the fucking farm to make it an Airbnb. That might have been it. We've been oh. we've been kind of circling our wheels on what this situation is. That might be it. But we also know, as I said, Brad is the number one cuckster in Jasper. Because right. Brad has got his theater uh you know <laughs> opera glasses opera glasses yeah. out and he is watching this. He has shooed Denise away, he's got the coconut oil out, he is fucking enjoying wow. his evening, he's got the bubbling brook. Yeah, and he- he was where was the hot tub at? He should have been in a hot tub. He doesn't have a hot tub yet. They're not. They think Jacuzzi World hasn't come into Jasper. He yet. hasn't got the Jacuzzi World in the town. Yeah. He's working on that. Yeah. He's got to get fifteen percent out of everybody before he can afford that yeah. one. That's an endeavor because all of his low flute and fucking clientele can't buy a hot tub. Right. They it's have eighty nine people. They have hobo ho- uh, hot tubs. Yeah. You know, it's just a tub, which which we see Emmett has because Emmett does get his hot tub. That's right. Yeah. It's just a metal tub that he puts over a fire. <laughs> why are we so good at this? Because we're the best. That's why don't don't hate us because Invasion USA. We were babies then. We're grown men now. All right. So Dalton, of course, is going to be arriving to work. He's wobbly in the knees, though, because he's been fucking all night. We learned it. Don't fuck before a fight. That's right. And we even learned that lesson from Wade because he's got the fucked up knees. So, okay. All right. All right so after that bad fuck... 
Uh, Dalton shows up for work the next day. Wait, wait, weak in the knees. Weak in the knees. He gets pulled aside by Cody, and like, <laughs> apparently the blind man sees everything that's going on in this town. Because, As they always do. Because he's just like, hey man, look out for that Brad guy. He wanted Doc Elizabeth. For so long, he's wanted her, and he's going to be pissed off if he sees you. I, I know you fucked her. I heard it. My, yeah. my senses, I heard that. Elizabeth, born and bred here, left town, drove Brad Wesley insane. And right. now that she's back, it's the greatest tease of all time. Right. Because she came back because she felt she owed it to her Uncle Red, who took care of her when her parents died. Damn right. So, all right. And speaking of people arriving... Wade waits oh. his way into this fucking bar. Oh, hey and, there, mijo. And again, we've been talking about the progression of the city. We see that Wade has a nice, smooth road to drive in on. Parking lot, beautiful. I think the Illiches designed it. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Little Caesars, breadsticks everywhere. You're like, wow, this looks like a Buster's you got here. You this, really clean this place. You up. really clean this. This kid's doing some great fucking work. I've got, got the ski balls. Got Think everything. about that. The philosophy here, the message of the movie is it takes the smallest person to build a city. It took a yeah, it was, bouncer yeah, cooler. Brad Wesley, the smallest person, built that city. <laughs> no. On, on rock and roll. On rock and roll. And we like to rock. That's right. We like to roll. We like to boogie? That's going to funk. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so he's like, hey there, mijo, and they just bro hug. And it's no, all... they don't even meet yet. Oh, you're right. I'm Come so... on. I know you want to get through this, but Murray, <laughs> let's, give it, let's give it its due diligence here. We're going to get through it quickly, guys. Yeah, We're... he shows up looking for Dalton. That's right. Looking I for a Dalton. <laughs> but I can't find no Dalton. <laughs> Murray, could you just let everybody know what you're doing here? That's an... I don't know. Maybe we could just put the the dialogue from Dr. D in there. They can hear it for themselves. Dave, the redneck Schultz, as the fans call you, you see something like this happen, it's got to be upsetting to you. It don't upset me at all, baby. Let me tell you, I think it's great. You know what I mean? If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he should get out. He shouldn't come out here. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? I'm telling you like it is, baby. You belong in San Francisco. That's your kind of place. That's your kind of people because you've never had a woman, baby. And now I'm challenging you. I'm challenging uh, you right uh, now. <laughs> So Dalton's out back. Get, there's getting the uh, new uh, the booze because yeah, he because he got a, another he yeah an alternate thing. I thought he arranged it through Wade, which is why they're showing up at the same time. I had no idea why Wade's here because I maybe it had to have been cut like on the cutting room floor. But it, it had to be. There had to be like that scene where he was talking to him had to have been like this. I need your help. This feels a little ev- too distant, even for an old movie, to not right. explain why Wade is just suddenly showing up. Right. So I agree. Because I don't even believe uh, Dalton told him where he was in the conversation. He mentioned the name. 
Brad Wesley. So oh. apparently Wade has connections, <laughs> but we also we know, know there's this network of bouncers. I know, and that's why I'm like, is this the world building? And I like <laughs> yeah. this world building. Fuck so- the whole like John Wick assassin world. How about the fucking Dalton B. Dalton bouncer world? If they did another Roadhouse movie, I want it to be in this weird like yeah. mum is the word type it would, bouncer. Situation. It would be with Dave no. Batista. Yes. And we'd have Kid Rock be Cody. Yes, I know, I know. And it'd be fucking awful. It wouldn't work. But still, it's like there's so much foundation here I like. Uh, Anyways, shows up, goes in the bar. He's, he immediately is like, give me a beer, my friend. Is there a guy, a little weaselly little motherfucker named uh, Dalton B. Dalton? Wishes around? he had this rock star hair as he flicks the hair out of his face. A man with shit-ass hair. <laughs> And fucking Keith knows the drill. He's just like, shit, sir, I know that hair. Your friend, he's out back. Speaking out back, this is where we see them loading up. Like We got Morgan. We got all the goons. Jimmy at the Jimmy there. I think all the goons are there. Jimmy was not Tallest here. Tallest guy in Jasper's no, there. O'Connor. Jimmy was not here. We O'Connor, saved that fight for later. O- o- O'Connor's Mo- there. Morgan is I- here. Yeah, Morgan's there and O'Connor's there. Yeah. He's the tallest man. I noticed yeah. that. <laughs> well, again, they use him like they use uh, the one the one dude in AEW. He's just there because he's tall. Right. But Morgan is the real and muscle. And by tall, I mean he's 6'1". <laughs> well, that's bigger than 6'0". Six- uh, oh. Yeah. So he's 6'13". So, or 5'13", <laughs> I should say. And so uh, they're like, we're taking this booze. Oh, you only get your booze from Mr. Wesley. That's and right. Dalton's like, fuck that shit. So, okay. Okay. This is where we learn that uh, Patrick Swayze, he's a dancer. He's not a martial artist. It's true. Because he is doing, I mean, he's trying his best. I don't like it. It's 5v1. Like, huh? It's 5v1. Well, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, as an act from an acting point of view. Oh, okay, 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 okay. In that it's. It's awful. It's 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 straight tippy tap fighting. It is. There's no power to any of these because he's doing literally doing dancing pirouettes and those leaps that they do. I, I don't know what that's called, but yep. and it just looks awful. It doesn't like it. It's, it's, it's more show than it is. Uh, it's tippy tap. Yeah. And but like you said, he's fight- Sloan is pissed. Yeah, he's fighting. <laughs> he's fighting him off though. He's holding his own for a while, but it's five on one, and you got one of them, Terry fucking Funk. Terry. The funkster. Funk. And he, Mother funker. He is a 40-year-old juvenile delinquent. <laughs> right. So you got to be careful. Right. Tread lightly. And so they get the best of them. They're holding, they're beating them up. But then, wait, anybody, anybody ask for a guy with long hair? I don't know. He Flips walks in. Out. Okay. You, that actually- you did it right the first time. <laughs> he walks out there nonchalantly. Hey, dear mijo, how you doing? And Mio's getting his ass beat. He's literally but being restrained. Everybody is momentarily stunned by the hair. Nobody gives a shit, Murray. What? One guy in the background, I think it was uh, O'Connell, is like, hey, short stuff. Why didn't you fight me? And he breaks his fucking knee. And then the and Wade's an inch out. taller than two. That's the irony. <laughs> That's short the irony stuff. of this. He's now officially the tallest man in Jasper. That's right. <laughs> and that feels pretty good. Yeah, because well, yeah, and I like that because we're learning like it's not it's about ending the fight as quick as possible. That's what a bouncer does. Yes. He's like, I'm just gonna take your knee out. I'm not gonna like fucking trade blows with you, right? And it, it helps that like fucking Sam Elliott's like fucking skinny as a fucking you know. Yeah, no, yeah. he's tiny, and you see him even nursing the knee right. in this fight. Like he's constantly 
you know, hobbling on that knee. But it's okay because the two men are so fucking impressive. They easily take out this crowd when Wade comes in and settles the score. And that's when, you know, everybody else comes out and, you know, like witnesses them just fucking wreaking havoc on all these goons. And they're like, oh, my God. We can fight back. We can they're fi- inspiring. You're right. We built this city on booze and uh, Cody. Built this city on booze and Cody. All right. That night, I guess uh, Dalton told Wade about Liz. He's like, I think we can run a train on this chick. So you in? Eiffel Tower? This is what I'm saying. Tower I bros? I don't think he's jealous because I think he's. I think him and Wade have been trading girls for the longest time. I'm wondering if Dalton's into sex. I mean, he teases so much. Well, we saw him kind of fuck in his sweater vest. Kind of fuck, right. You're right. Kind of fuck. Kind of fuck. And he turned down. I, I would have turned she down. She lives in Jasper. He so turns she probably down doesn't Denise, know good which fuck. I would do, but still. So got we when we get two bros together, you got to pull out the war stories. You got to like, hey, I got this scar right here. And then he goes, look here, mijo. You want you want to see a scar? I got this bite of kneecaps. He f- <laughs> <laughs> Sam Elliott unzips the lou- the longest and loudest fly I've ever seen. It's a <laughs> foot long close up shot. Pulls down his pants. We get a little bit of the little graying pubes over the edge, <laughs> yeah. and he shows off a scar on his hip. Yeah. And some like woman gave it to him or some shit. I don't even remember. Well, yeah, that's what fucking um Elizabeth says. Oh, you get that with the woman? He goes, yeah, that's right, miss. Wow, that was a great line there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So they're like, and then he's like, it's like six in the morning, and Wade's like, I don't want to go dancing. <laughs> Let's go to a fucking, we're going to go dancing. They go to a diner. That's where they, I guess, you know, they, haven't, they haven't got a dance hall yet in Jasper yet. Well, come on. I mean, it is also eight in the morning. Right. So they go to a diner that happens to have a jukebox because, again, this place, it's 1989, and yet it is the 1950s because we're in Missouri. Right. That explains why there's no black people. Segregation. Except? <laughs> Except fucking Keith David. That's right. I don't even remember his fucking character's name. Uh, it probably was Keith David. They it might have been. Because they're they, literally, the, I noticed in the IMDb, the, the tit chick, it said, it said the, that they were going to kiss the tit. Yeah, yeah. Woman, well-endowed woman was her fucking name. <laughs> she wasn't could, even well-endowed. I wonder if she would have been happier if they did call her tit chick in the credits. Yeah, I'd remember it. I, that'd be a great autograph to sign it. Whatever. Tit chick. Tit chick. Breast of wishes, breast wishes, tit breast chick. wishes, tit chick. That would be good. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, uh, Wade is dancing with Elizabeth. He's like putting the moves on her. I'm like, what's going on? I think that's bros before hoes, dude. I thought so too, but no. He's just like, hey, dear lady, I would tell you what, I would leave everything and just marry and fuck you all day and night. She's like, that is so adorable. I got to take a dump. So yeah. she's like, I got to excuse myself. So she takes off. He sits down by uh, Dalton. Dalton's like brooding. Like, I guess reality's hitting home. He, it's the the joy of seeing Wade's worn, worn off. And right. now it's back to his problems that he has. Yeah, yeah. Everything. It only took him like two weeks after going from the, you know, the situation of getting the double disco. Double disco. <laughs> double disco. Double deuce where it wanted to be and everything. Which is what Elizabeth's doing right now. <laughs> That's what I was, that was the problem. I was thinking about her doing a poop. And yeah. I said the double. Okay. Double so, flood is what he's doing. 
Trump's bit works still. The water in our country is fucked up. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And so we're having the real conversation. Reality has caught up with him. And he's just like, there's no way. Everything's too real here. Everything's too right here. I've got a woman. I've got a bar. I've got a hayloft. I've got electricity. I've got electricity. Look here, mijo. You can't be beating yourself up what happened in Memphis. What were you going to do? It was either him or you. The guy pulled a gun on you. What are you supposed to do? Die or kill him? Let that, it go. That, Dalton just kind of puts a hand to his chin. He's like, uh, I don't know. Tips an empty beer bottle towards him. And then, you know, it, it, she's got a working job. So she's like, I got to get going. Right. This double deucer is actually a quadruple I would deucer. love to have a doctor that's out partying. She's like, I got to be at the hospital in two hours. I'm going to take a, a horror shower. What and do you think the there. fucking doctors are doing today? I don't think they're, they're humans, too. Yeah, but well, yeah, every every there, you know, there's a doctor who is the worst in his class. So, yeah, no, 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 no. no. Hospitals are giant high schools. Well, they're all fucking each other, man. They're all staying up too late. They're doing weird drugs. They're coming in high and shit. I'm sorry. I'm ruining it for you. Did you learn that from the Kojak episode we did? Yeah. There was a lot of fucking going there on. Is there is so much. And they're so fucking horny. They're even willing to fuck the people well, who are... uh uh Dead? Unordinary, uh, let's say. The unordinaries. What does that mean? Because that guy was a fucking gremlin. Ugly. You can say that, can't you? Is that offensive to say fuck ugly people now? You have to say unordinary? I was trying to be a little more creative about it. Oh, you weren't. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> next night, fucking they got the ski ball. T- they got the fucking foosball tables put in. This is looking like a really nice place now. I would actually go to this bar. It is full Dave and Buster's now is what you're yeah, telling us because exactly. they have nice, the, like I said. Yeah. They got the fucking tickets. You can get the stuff to animals. <laughs> well, you said that. That's why yeah. I was putting words to the mumble you were throwing out there for us. <laughs> we're helping each other out. But, yes, I am going to shit on you a little bit because it is a double deucer. Okay. So uh, while they're just getting ready to open up, they hear some sirens go out. and They see that Red's uh, auto place is on fire. Oh, rest all the parts on fire. And uh, apparently he was keeping a lot of gasoline there because the place just blows up, explodes. It's full of accelerants. Oil. Yeah. Various bombs. Antifreeze. Antifreeze, yeah. Brake fluid. Brake fluid. Super explosive. So we see Red show up. He's like, that's my business. Crying. Yeah. They go back into the double deuce and fucking Brad's there gloating. Just throws open the double doors to the double deuce, walks in, ski ball all around. He's being a double douche. And of course, double douche is actually the name of their fucking favorite drink in this bar. So double douches all around. <laughs> you dip a tampon in Your tampon soaked in vodka that they put inside the. Douche isn't a tampon. No, but I'm just saying. I know oh, shit. Okay. It's it's the in the world. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I guess they could put the drink in a douche bottle. There we go. That's what that's I'm really, talking that's about. That's really gross. And it's like a squeeze bottle. It's like it's like you're like a hamster. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, look, we're in Missouri, Murray. Would you yeah. expect any less? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So he's just gloating. He's like, yeah, I guess somebody's gonna have to go to AutoZone to get their shit. Get in the zone. And he's like, you know what? This is a real dour time. Denise, 
cheer everybody up. Band, start playing. And apparently uh, uh, Cody is happy in his role of just playing music. He, he does what he says, yeah. Because he gets oh. out the slide guitar and he starts playing a riff for a lady to dance to. He's playing Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. There we go. And if you hear that as you're a girl and you're a slut, you got to take your clothes off. You got to take your clothes off. So Denise starts to strip in. She's, like, she's got those fucking horrible fucking granny panties on. And 80s, man. You said it. Yeah, it was awful. Even was... in 89. Yeah. They, when we, did, when you did... know why? They didn't get a Victoria's Secret Jasper yet. Because Should we be like thanking Robert Kraft? Because he started Victoria's Secret, didn't he? I have no fucking clue. I fucking hate that man with a passion, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Victoria's Secret put like not '80s lingerie. On yeah, the map. '80s was Fredericks of Hollywood, which was awful. Fredericks of Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Was that like something where you're like, where like a girl would whisper to you, "I'm wearing Fredericks of no, Hollywood"? No, no. But oh. I just remember that was that was the thing. Yeah, okay. it was. It wasn't sex. There was the lingerie was not sexy in the '80s. Weird. But uh, I guess thank you, Robert Kraft, apparently. He, he is the, the Brad pretty, Wesley of Boston. Apparently. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I thought I'm, he was Kraft. I thought that was like Kraft food was what they were. No, well, Murray diversifies. Well, yeah, he does macaroni know. and cheese and lingerie. Well, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Just saying that. So out Denise is horning up on the stage, and then Wade's like, I've been in this position before. Gets a scrunchie on his wrist. He pulls it off. It is a 90s scrunchie. He started the fat. <laughs> right. Puts his hair back. I'm into sure the this samurai is, fucking ponytail. I'm sure this is what put the Aubra crowd over the fucking right. line. This is like for us when Sonny Chiba spits fucking booze all over his body. Right. You know? Dalton still, even though he's fucking enraged what happened to Red, he's like, Serenity now, Serenity now. So he just politely grabs Denise, takes her off the stage. Robotic. Before anything, he's a cooler. Removes her from the stage. Even when she, she's she been doing a burlesque ask, bur, burlesque act and isn't showing off her tits or anything. And it isn't until Dalton, the guy she's been chasing for the longest time, shows up that she reveals her tits finally. And the audience gets to see those tits. And we're just like, we're not impressed. Yeah, what big do. He's not impressed. There were no good tits in this. The, the 80s was the death of great tits in movies. Original tits, too. Yeah. A lot of fake tits come in the 90s. Yeah, there was some bad fake tits in that G-string, wet G-string contest. There definitely was. Those were not good tits. Yeah. Um, And so takes her off the stage, getting her out of the bar and everything, and that's what Jimmy's going to reveal Right, himself. Brad goes, Jimmy, show him what's up. And he doesn't show his dick. No, he grabs... A, if you're in a bar and you got to show off your fucking kendo stick moves, you're either grabbing a hot dog or a pool cue. And there were no hot dogs to be found because that also, Brad also owns, now it's the booze, but he supplies every place with the hot dogs in this town. Oh, what's our what's our fucking Ohio hot dog place? Pachenko's or something? Panko's? I, I don't know. Placent- Is that the one where they put cheese on the? I don't know. There's some Isn't hot dogs. Is that dog- a Cincinnati thing where they put cheese on their hot dogs? Like, like shredded cheese over it. Maybe. I know. I thought they. I don't know. I could have swore I saw that on the Bills game that got cut off because they, they were in Cincinnati and they like. You know, they always right. have to show some. Like every time a Detroit game, they have to show the fucking auto like line. You know, they assembly always line. Do. They show the and GM. they have to play Detroit Rock City. They show every the, fucking time. Detroit Rock City GM Center. Uh, they show the the fist. Uh, the fist. Uh, maybe fist. maybe the spirit of Detroit statue. Yeah. They show that all the time. Yeah. Um, and they play the Eight Mile song. Eight Mile for sure. 
That's an, You thought we were done with Detroit last week. That's a little more Detroit for you. No, guys, that was a warm-up for this week when we go five hours. <laughs> yes. There's five paragraphs of notes left. We're going nine more hours. Yeah. All right, so Jimmy's twirling around a stick like a baton. And he does the fucking wave. He does the little finger like the Bruce Lee, like, come get it, bitch. Right. And then just another brawl just breaks up. Everybody's going back and forth. Wade's showing off his fucking style. I'm staring at the fucking football game. <laughs> no, I'm watching you yawn. <laughs> Jimmy calls Wade out. And Wade's like, I never say no to a challenge. Well, we know how to motivate because he doesn't want to just beat anybody. He wants to beat the top dog. I mean, he came from prison after all. Yeah. So what's the word of prison? You take out, yeah, you take out the big guy. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to try to take out the big guy. And he almost does because that fucking trick knee that Wade has fucking goes out on him. But Dalton, he's bro before a hoe, and he helps him out. That's right. Comes in, he defends him. It's looking like we're going to get a big fight here, but no. Brad fires off his We don't starting. get any big fights in this movie, by the way. No, we really don't. It sucks. Actually, sucks. I thought the Jimmy and Dalton fight in a minute here was okay. Yeah, a little pirouettes. Oh, Brad fires off a gun and goes, "All right, cool it. The movie's not over with yet. We're gonna go home. So we're gonna let a whole night go by, let things cool off. But everyone is helping Red. All the the small businessmen, all the entrepreneurs, Jasper, all the originals from Jasper. Right, and they're like, look, there's got to be something we can do. You know, you got insurance, don't you? And he's just like, insurance? What's that? <laughs> they haven't brought insurance to Jasper yet, you know? Did, did did Brad bring that in yet? You you mean to say we got that Gecko Gecko in Jasper? Yeah, they don't even got those commercials yet. Ugh, thankfully. And they're like, even the sheriff's in his pocket. We can't do anything. Hands tied. Hands tied. So they, they're... Later on, we see that one of the the guy, the guy who owns the dealership that sold Dalton the beater, even he is on Red's side. They're trying to build up Brad Wesley's like control of the town because they've been right. building it up. Like he could shoot somebody on Ford Street and get away with it. And we're seeing that he grabbed somebody by the pussy. Nobody Exa- would care. Exactly. So he did the uh, bombing of Red Shop in the you know cover of night. Right. But now he's getting bolder. So Dalton. Um, Elizabeth and somebody else are out driving in the Jeep and everything. They roll up to the dealership of the one guy. I think Cody's with him. Yeah, uh, Cody. And they're at, you know, Red was just like, sorry, no one's going to help me here. Just leave. They leave. They happen by the used dealership. Not the same dealership he bought his car from, Dalton, earlier. And they show up, and it's getting... Brad's doing a whole fucking it show. It is a monster truck dealership, by the way. <laughs> Brad, everybody gets their monster truck. Brad's doing a whole show. He's got a clown there doing yeah. tricks. He's got he, those fucking wiggle things. Of the, the Wavy uh, arm two mans. Yeah. And then he's got hot dogs for sale. Yeah, he's he's just rubbing that one in. And, and course, all the pickles on him. He's just like, you want a, a hot dog, you got to have pickles. Even in Missouri, you can't take the Chicago out of the hot dog. So he's serving every dog with a hot dog. Every and, dog with a hot dog? Wow, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a metaphor. Okay. Hot dog and hot dog. Hot dog out of the hot dog, yeah. Uh, and so it is a fucking horror show, and they sh- they show up just in time to see them fucking roll over all of the used dealership cars. With Break through truck. the windows and everything with witnesses. It was pretty cool, though. 
It was very cool. When you see a monster truck destroy stuff, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Chekhov's uh, monster truck here, though. They gave us a monster truck, and they smashed some cars with it. So Liz runs up to Brad. What the fuck are you doing? This because I wouldn't fuck you. What is your fucking problem? And he's like, get that fucking Dalton guy out of town now. She even tried. Well, no, in a minute here. But Dalton goes back because he's pissed. He's like, I clearly have to take this man down. Right. I have to go to a place I haven't been to in years, and I don't want to go back to. Yes. Matt Memphis. Right. So he's in the barn. He's he's, he got, he's a dojo now. Yep. He's got Nature. He's got the fucking dummy with all the pressure points on it, and he's hitting them perfectly. Wade's coming in. He's like, hey, son, we're going to fuck some shit up, or we're going to get out of here. Behold, I got to tell you, I think we should leave these parts of town. And he's saying nothing. He he, he just ignores Wade, pulls himself up by a rope up to the upper level where he's got some more fucking shit going on. He's punching bags. Yeah. Look here, man. I didn't sign up for this shit. I'm out of here. I wish you the best of luck. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. It's getting too hot for an old cadre like me. I'm going to be out of town. You should go with me. But Dalton's not willing to hear it. He's got puss here. He's got a hayloft here. He's got a bar here. He's got electricity. He's got electricity. Finally comes to Arkansas. Liz comes by later, and she he's fucking... Well, we got to bring up that he throws a punch. Oh, wow. At Wade. Wow. And Wade catches it. Miho, I respect your decision, man, but it's not my decision. Kisses his fist. Peace, brother. And rides off. Off in the horizon. So later on, Liz comes by. She's grinding like reason with him because she can see this darkness is coming out. Mm. And she's like, "Look, you just need to just leave, all right? You you don't you're not from this town. You don't owe this town everything. You've fixed up our honky tonk. That's the best thing anyone's ever done besides what Brad's done with the Dairy Queen." And he's just like, "No, I have to finish this. I have to do this because he will keep taking until someone takes him." And she's like, oh, you guys and your macho, toxic masculinity. What? We're getting a whole ninth degree when suddenly the hundredth degree happens right at Emmett's place. We have 110 degrees. 110 degrees? I don't know. What's what's Fahrenheit? Four, uh, what is the Brad, Ray Bradbury book? 410? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have it. I mean, that's, yeah. That's, 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 Did you read that book? No, but I know of it. You uh, should read that book. That's the that's the the heat that blows up yeah. a hayloft. Four fifty, maybe. Yeah. So it's four fifty three. That's that. Paper burns at four fifty one. Four fifty three is a hayloft. A hayloft, of course. So Emmett's fucking house blows up. Dalton. You see, Dalton does this totally tippy tap, la la la, like leaps off. No, like, he is prancing. It, there was prancing. That's a perfect word for it. Yeah, yeah. Skipping, prancing. It looks like he was uh, doing in his this fucking lace up sweatpants. He probably thought that this was going to be a movie made for uh, the stage. He was going to yeah, be on way. This would work in Dirty Dancing. It's not working for Road no. for House or Ghost, the sequel. Runs in, grabs Emmett. Of course, because Emmett is is hill folk. He's got to be wearing fucking full long johns red. with the flap on the back. Full red. Yeah, With exactly. the white cuff lips. Middle of fucking a Missouri summer. He's wearing summer. long johns yep. to sleep. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, 
Are you all right? Are you all right, Emmett? I would be if you get the fuck off me. Yeah, so he's alive and well, and that's when you're... Hey there, guys. I'm the evil one. It's Jimmy trying to ride off on his little fucking dirt bike. And that pisses Dalton off. So he pirouettes over there, and he is doing stage leaps. Jazz hands all the way. Because, again, uh, Swayze thought, hey, guys, this would be great for the stage, so I'm going to play it up like it's a stage theater act. Right. Bob Fosse would be proud. And the director was just like, you're right, Swayze, because it worked as artistic value. So he jumps over, tackled Jimmy off the bike, and now we're going to have a battle on the beach, Murray. And that's good, battle on the beach. Think about that. You could crown a champion at the end of Battle on the Beach. Okay, so they they have a back and forth between each other. I wasn't impressed by this at all. And uh, Jimmy Dalton. Jimmy hits Dalton with a. Uh, I want to point out Dalton still had the patch on his side from that cut. You love the continuity. I love it. Keep yeah. it up. Keep it up. But he gets hit with like a fucking log on it, so that That's right. stumbles, knocks the breath out of him. Yep. Jimmy, of course, is taking the fight from here, grabs Dalton by the hair. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. And you see the jealousy on his face, you know, the envy on his face. Like, he used to fuck guys like him. Now that he's out in the real world, it's harder because it's 89 and gay guys aren't as open. Right. They're yes. marrying women. They're going full George Santos. Well, They're not- only brad would get the gay, only gay, get a gay bar in town he could have a place to go yeah that's maybe that's why he's working for brad i was just gonna say maybe we're selling jimmy a little short brad maybe. is like giving the breadcrumbs he's like i'll get that gay the bar brad crumbs. get the blue oyster i'll open it up for you that's right and yeah maybe we are on to something I think so we are. jim goes for the final roundhouse but uh dalton dodges it and he kicks a tree kicks tree it happens to be like a v in the tree he gets his foot stuck it's kids do you know whenever you're fighting your friends you get your fucking foot stuck in a tree and you're a bitch motherfucker who knows he's lost you pull out your gun that's right dalton just kicks it he has a tippy tap roundhouse kicks it out of his hand grabs him right on the throat yoink this is something that we heard hank talk about in the bar in the 30 minute mark of the movie that's dalton he fucking ripped a motherfucker's throat out. So that's how he finished the guy off in Memphis, huh? That's right. That's his finisher. That's his finisher. And unlike AEW, this finisher finishes him. Uh, yeah, no, they didn't No climb, kick out. They didn't kick out and climb ladders and then fucking, you know, light a table on fire. Liz runs over. She's a doctor. It's her Hippocratic oath. She has to check on a guy when his throat's ripped out. She's so disgusted by this. She puts his fing- her fingers in the guy's throat and realizes there's, <laughs> there's no pulse. There's no pulse. <laughs> There's no throat, let alone no pulse. <laughs> no throat. And we see, like, there's Dalton's like, oh, my God, I'm back to where I was before. I'm not Zen anymore. I'm, I'm not, not cool. I'm not Dalton. I'm not phys- philosophical. I'm not NYU. I'm Memphis. Next morning, Dalton heads to the Double D. He gets a call from Brad. Brad's like, hey, you know, I, we're... Yeah, that Wade guy and Elizabeth. You love those guys, don't you, huh? It should be a shame something happened to them. You know, like, I don't know. like I don't know. Like, maybe I'll just flip a coin. We'll see. Uh... Well, let the old God decide this one. And you hear a coin. Well, we audience sees a coin flip. He hears a coin flip. And then he never reveals anything. I wish I could tell you. Hangs up. My little secret. As soon as he hangs up. 
Wade walks in, beat to shit. We're like, oh, well, I guess it was Wade. Yeah. And he, he works quick. He just had Wade's ass beat. He j- yeah, he just beat his ass. So we're like, okay, that's good. Elizabeth's fine. We don't have to worry about her. Wade's like, oh, man, you should have seen what I what I did to those guys, mijo. Dalton just goes on a fucking soliloquy promising they're going to leave. He's done with this town. He's done fucking right. with Brad Wesley. He's done with it. He's just going to get out of here. Well, of course, at this point, you know, he's just giving him empty promises. He's still got to see what Elizabeth wants to do. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't trust Brad. Right. So we, well, not about Brad. It's about his dick and Liz because he really likes what Liz does to his dick. So he's going to go check in and see if Liz is ready to fucking leave town. She's like, look, I'm sick of your macho bullshit. I don't want anything to do with it. Walk. So he goes back to the double D. He sees her man Wade sleeping it off on top of the bar. With a knife in his back. Well, no. He's killed it. He's like, Wade, let's get the fuck out of here. This bitch doesn't want to fuck me anymore. I have no reason to be here. Pulls him over. Then he sees the knife. And it's pinned. A, 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 a message is pinned on his chest with the knife. And it says, looks like it was Tails. Dalton drives straight over to Brad's. Full of energy. Puts on his favorite cock rock album. What? I don't know. What do you drive and fight? Like, what do you get yourself pumped up in 89? How are you getting yourself pumped up for a fight to the death? Um, uh, did they have a song? Maybe it was uh, Patrick Swayze's song, She's Like the Wind. It might have been because they didn't have a song. So, oh. Well, he didn't have the cassette. There we go. Well, he, he, he's in his Mercedes. That's how fucking pissed he is. That's right. He, he doesn't go- care about the Mercedes. We've seen how much he takes care of it. Right. He's not hiding himself anymore. Every part of Patrick Swayze, Dalton... B. Dalton is showing up to this fight. Right. And they expect it. They're ready. All the goons are up. Pat's like scratching his back with a sawed off. Morgan's white. Got his best white cowboy boots. He's tucking his pants in as they're speaking. That's right. And this was a nice stunt. I liked it. Like, because they're just shooting at the Mercedes. Mercedes is just going right through the fucking yard. Yep. Of course, there's a ramp because there's a ramp everywhere. There's always a ramp. It fucking leaps, spins completely around and lands. On the hood. And it's on fucking foot. No, it's on the on the wheels. Oh, it's on the wheels. Okay. Because it lands and drives. It's on fire. It looked great. Yep. And then they're like, they go to check to see that he's in there, open it up. Yeah, okay. There's a fucking knife holding the gas pedal down. Stupidest fucking yeah. detail ever. And they're like, oh, my God. It's the knife, of course, used to kill him. So O'Connor right. takes it, puts it back in his belt. So we know he's the guy. That, Tallest man in town, of course, right. killed him. He's going to be knocked down a few That's few right. Feet. And if he doesn't get back up again, they'll never get to knock him down. All right. This is, I'm sorry. Like, we were just talking about, this is the most disappointing fucking final fight since last week's final fight. Yeah. We see fucking Terry Funk doesn't even get to have a death scene. We just see him laid out. That's right. We're following some goon. Who the fuck was this goon? Is this even like... I don't I even, remember even remember this guy. No, I don't remember who it was. But we're following him for some reason, not Terry Funk. Right. The memorable goon. The memorable goon. We go into the house. We see like he's we, like like every little dick guy. Fucking Pat, Brad... Has Pat Bradford. Pat Bradford has all these stuffed animals because all yeah. these dickless fucks. <laughs> stuffed animals. That's what they are. They are. Fancy stuffed animals. Well, taxidermied, okay? But Adult it's... stuffed animals. <laughs> Adult stuffed animals. Trump 
animals. Yeah, like every animal in the fucking world is in this fucking house. It's tacky as polar fuck. bears. Uh, yeah, the, he's got yetis. the Adams family, a polar bear. That's right. And this guy's looking for fucking uh, Dalton. Yeah. Dalton, of course, is going to be sneaking around this place, going full Steven Seagal at this point. He knifes one guy, and he fucking sta- – I think it was O'Connor. And then you see Pat come over a banister from the second floor, and he's trying to take aim on him. Pat – well, not Pat. Dalton. Uh, Dalton gets the knife out of the guy, throws it up, stabs yeah. Pat. And, of course, we know this. When you get a knife in your chest, that's your vocal cords. Right. That's everything. Yeah. He falls over and dies. Right. So he's killed two guys. He's just creeping. This knife has killed a lot of people. At least four. At least four. And then uh, uh, and anti-fat comes. Anti-fat. Yeah, that's anti-fat. right. Anti-fat. He's like, oh, my God, this fat, sloppy dude. I'm going to hit you, Dalton. And then he sees the fucking polar bear. It's coming to life. It's coming toward him. Oh, my God. I swear to God, I didn't mean to kill you, polar bear. And Dalton just pushes the polar bear on top of his head. That's it. And that, we're thinking he's dead. He's not dead, but if it knocks him, knocks the wind out of him. Yeah. All right. So just what you've been waiting for. Patrick Swayze is going to fight an 80-year-old man for the final fight. Not Jimmy. 80-year-old man, Ben Gazzara. He walks into his trophy room. I see you find my trophy room. Only thing missing is your ass. You need a lot of stuffing to make that ass look good. You would need a lot. You would inject that with Kim Kardashian level of collagen. Right. So he no, he sees something moving behind a yak. So he's like, "I got you, motherfucker!" Aha! Maybe we can talk about this, friend. And he sees that no one's hiding behind the yak, but he's hiding by the other side of the yak. So he comes out, goes yakety yak, don't talk back. Fucking punches that fucking uh uh ben, uh who. Who's this guy? Brad. Brad. They're having a fucking fight, which is the weakest point of this movie, is the two fighting physically. Brad grabs a spear, cultural appropriation. Cultural. Throws it at Dalton. Dalton You can clearly see it's on this line. It was like the worst. He's too yen. He fucking dodges it, pulls out another spear. Yeah. So anyways, it ends up being in a situation where Brad is just like a knockdown onto the ground. Yeah, he... Bump, he basically does elder abuse. He beats up an eight-year-old man, and he's ready. He's got his hands in the fucking eagle talon fucking pose. He's ready to rip out another throat. But he can't do it, and he even has his 19th sense working in there. Elizabeth sense. Because she is up on the second floor coming into the room. No, you can't do it. I can't marry yeah, a guy. This is the classic who's, action who's movie. murdered three cake, people. Our, we have our cake and eat it, too. Our hero shows mercy to the final villain. That's which right. Which is always a big mistake. Turns his back, starts walking away. Was it, didn't he have like a little Derringer, too? It was well, tiny yeah, little Well, uh, yeah, that's what... Um, Brad had. Brad had. So, so of course, whenever you, sh- you never show mercy to somebody because they're always going to shoot you in the back. Yeah, so Dalton is giving him his back, walking away, right. and that's when it's looking like... You know, Dalton's going to be shut down. And then, boom, big fucking squib goes off on Brad. And turns out, this is the most ridiculous ending of all. It turns out it's Tillman. And then, boom, Red pops up. Boom, car dealership guy. Boom, the guy that works at the Tasty Freeze. He got shut down because the Dairy Queen came in. Think about it, though. This is kind of beautiful. Yeah, but it makes no sense because what happens next is they, of course, they obviously killed him. They sh- they shot him five times with a shotgun. There's nothing left, and then the cops show up, <laughs> and he's like, "What happened here?" 
I don't know. Nothing. Hands tied. You're like, I can't close this case. No one saw anything. Did you see anything, Mr. Red? No, I didn't. Looks not. like a suicide to me, huh? Mr. Officer. Dealership? Oh, I didn't see anything. I just showed up here because I heard a ruckus. Everybody <laughs> heard a ruckus because it's Missouri. And, and they did, but they didn't see nothing. They didn't see nothing. And they so. look over and they're like, Are you sure this whippersnapper over here, this Dalton, didn't do anything? Anti anti fat. Did you see anything? And there's no way the guy who works for Brad's gonna lie. Nope. But instead he goes. I don't I know if that picked up. I see nothing. So it's like, hands are tied. I guess case, it's another cold case for Jasper. No, it's not a cold case. Case, case closed? Case closed. Zero percent. If there's no eyewitnesses to a crime, did it happen? No, exactly. You know we have a body right there. You know, they always say, did a tree fall in the forest? Did anybody hear it? But no, it's did a murder ever happen and anybody see it? All right. All right. So uh, the double double deuce is doing great business. This is the weirdest ending of all time. A skinny dipping ending. Yeah. They're in that fucking filthy fucking pond that Brad lived on. They're filthy fucks, and they're fucking in the filthy fucks. We fuck. see uh, Dalton running with his dong flopping around, leaps in, hug each other. End the movie. End the movie. Weirdest fucking ending. I liked it. Almost as weird as ending as the movie I watched. That jail. He wanted I watched to live earlier. a small town life. He fought off the. So he's the, staying. He fought off the force. He's that not was, going back to New York. He. Yeah. No, I don't think he is. He fought off the force. That was well, why? Bringing, why do it when you got the, the guy out of the zone came in? <laughs> that was the last thing Brad gifted the the, the city. <laughs> the autism was the limit. He was and like, Red gets to manage it. Don't bring in the Culvers. If you bring in the Culvers, it's over. Uh, but no, it was small town fighting back against big corporatism. That's what this movie's about. Okay. And co- uh, corporatism lost. That's what this movie's about. And yet we lost the plot there. A beloved movie like Roadhouse lost the plot. We don't see that anymore. We welcome big corporations. So I'm well, glad everybody has a Culver's at every end of the street. You don't have a Culver's yet. We They're building one. They are? Yeah. You're going to be so excited for those butter burgers. They're not bad. I like them. No, I don't think Culver's is bad. I just don't want to see one in every fucking corner. No. It loses its fucking, you know. Like Chick-fil-A used to be cool when it wasn't even in the state. Now there's fucking eight in the state. Yeah, still you know? never been there. But, all right, there you have it. Griff, we got something big happening next week. Return of not one but two favorites. Not just next week, but the well, week after. Yeah, that's, that's big, too. But we're talking about next week. I know. Two you favorites. Te- you can tease for two weeks. Two. Out. Well, no, not with us because we never know what's going to happen with gas. That's true. But yeah, we 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 fucked up. Yeah, we did that once. Yeah, so two guess two favorites. Two guests. Two favorites are coming next week. First off, our buddy from Britain. Whoop. It's been. When's the last time he was on? Rucker Howard month. Oh, Rucker Howard month. That was over a year ago. We had him on a movie that he was like, guys, why didn't you get me on for this movie? And we're like, what? we offered you that movie. It's our man, our buddy from Britain, Stuart Bannerman, is back in the theater. Oh, I'm so excited to talk and to And not Stuart only again. that, it's another one of our favorites. The Sensei is back, Steven Seagal. I... It's a movie I handpicked for us cause, just because I watched it. So I was like, we got it. I mean, any Steven Seagal movie is good to shit on. Turns out, Stuart, person overseas. Wants to watch these weird straight-to-DVD cigar movies. Well, I think I forced this one on him. Oh, okay. He just said, come up with something. He trusts us. 
Yeah, I mean, no, he's always and very. It, it will pay off because this is a straight to DVD movie called Kill Switch. Now, look, any action hero can fight one serial killer, but only the sensei can take on two serial killers. Steven Seagal plays, uh, I think, a Kentucky detective. Not only to say anything, the greatest detective of all time. Okay, yeah. And he's going to solve this this case. Of course he is. So look for that kill switch. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. See you next week, and keep it warm.